morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. So you see, Kelly, we made a specific change because as much as I practiced doing that speech, I think because you had the clip ready, I think we had to go with that. Uh, what do you think? Because Bill Pullman does it so much better. <laughs> well, calm down. You didn't hear mine. So <laughs> The gravitas of the situation. No, because I can almost hear like the arrogance coming out behind you like this movie freaking blows. So yeah, I don't see you being able to deliver it with the right enthusiasm necessary. You don't think I can act? I don't think you can fake that. Son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> on that note, welcome everyone to the newest volume of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. And I'm sure by the intro you know what movie we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> See, now now that Kelly has a brand new mic and headsets, you're you going to hear, hear that now. even crazier. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little scary. It's scarier than aliens invading the planet. Great. Yes, that's for sure. Kelly and I are trying to be on a schedule now and actually be on point for like we've been good with the Marvel comic book movies and stuff that would come out like when they're new. We go ahead and we do those movies because they're hugely popular. Uh, and we figured now with the Independence Day 20 year later fucking remake sequel, whatever the fuck you want to <laughs> call it, reboot, because uh, I heard they're talking trilogy. Oh, oh, you didn't hear that? No. Okay. Well, we figured let's do the original. Uh, We're also going to do the same thing for the purges as well. Yep. So we are on a schedule. We have actual movies. We are not going to just decide on a whim because we love something or hate something so much. 
that was mostly it was downtime. There's no good movies that come out in January, February, except for Deadpool. So we can kind of wing it. But summer movies, we kind of need to touch on the blockbusters that are going to be coming out, especially if they have some background movie that's, I mean, 20 years is a long time. Well, that's why, that's why in October we're going to be doing Scream. Because this, this is, is the 20 year anniversary of Scream. <sighs> I guess, look, everyone knows this fucking movie. No, no one doesn't yeah. know this movie. I am just, once again, I am just annoyed that they are making a sequel to it. Especially since a lot of what people love in the original, which is, by the, I mean, do we even say it's Independence Day? There, do we even? Yeah, right. Yeah. So Independence Day Resurgence, which somehow has the same name as Godzilla, the new Godzilla that's coming out, is also called Godzilla Resurgence. That's a little strange. We can't even be inventive with with our remakes, guys. We can't even come up with a better, like... (laughs) Apparently not. He's back. Like, really? Like, you can... Actually, that would be hilarious if it was Godzilla. He's back. Like, yeah, you got to do the, like, do the fun 80s, like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, he puts up his hands and does, like, jazz hands. (gasps) Well, yeah, or, yeah, it's like Harry and the Hendersons. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, he's back. Yay. Well, I mean, when are they going to make it that Godzilla... I mean, when Mothra comes around, Godzilla is like a good guy, right? So at some point, we have to have Godzilla good guy. Maybe they can just combine Godzilla with uh, Pacific Rim. See, I feel like Godzilla, because it actually is such a cult fan following, and it's huge, and actually Japan makes fun of it, which cracks me up. Uh, One of the main shopping districts in Japan has a life-size Godzilla creeping around the buildings, which is kind of awesome. And unless you're paying attention to it, you don't realize it until you see it. That's pretty funny. Um I feel like the Godzilla franchise should should just team up with DC and just try to boost DC. I mean, it'd be a better DC character than most of the DC characters. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I hate all those movies. I hate all of them. And <laughs> like I was actually going to say before, you know, we might as well get a little philosophical um like we tend to do on this on this show, awesome. serious a little bit. Uh but what I realized was watching this movie again because I haven't watched it in a while. It, it is it is a classic. I mean, it's 20 years ago. It's still... It does not hold up. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. Don't... Do not give me that look. <gasps> do not give me those noises. What do you mean? This movie does not hold up. That's... <laughs> I'm just saying. That's, let's get that out of the way. Let's be Wait, honest. Are we just talking like the CGI? Because, I mean... Well, I will even say that some parts of the CGI aren't bad. I mean, there's right. some horrendous stuff, but it's 20 yeah. years ago. You can't... Right. Like, I'm not going to... Well, no, see, but Jurassic Park is over 20 years old, and that and still holds up pretty well. That one does hold up more. Yes. But this was aliens on a wide, wide scale. Yeah. I mean, all their ships were, what, 15 miles in radius, they were saying, and, and stuff in the movie? The ones that come down from the ship. Yeah, the main ship are... Yeah. Like, yeah. City-wide type of... Yeah. Exactly. So, what I just want to say for this one is, especially with... You know, all the ridiculous violence and shit that happens in our world in regular society. I think almost that people people latch on to movies like this and disaster movies and like even zombie movies to an extent. Like maybe not walking it's the same dead. deal. Yeah, it's a, maybe not walking dead because because you get so bored with the zombies that they have to introduce the human threat again. But I think people love movies like this because it unites humanity into fighting one other thing one entity yeah instead of fighting each other so we actually like in the real world we could really use an alien invasion like now that would probably unite us and everyone would be happy because that's what i'm kind of that's the only thing i'm probably interested in in the sequel is the world the same 
in that right. 20 did, did years. Did everybody go back to the same crap? Right, exactly. Yeah, okay. did everyone not be able to put their petty? Is, is religion still tearing people apart? Is gun right. violence? Like, all that stuff. Is that still, is politics, is that shit still there? Or is everyone working towards the next time an attack comes? You know, that kind of thing. Which I think is the interesting part about this, because that's all I could think about while I was watching this movie again, was like, oh, wow, okay, now I'm getting because even with disaster movies, sure you're not fighting the environment. You well, have there's a, always that underlying will. If we had just recycled those cans, this wouldn't have happened. Like that's always there. Well, luckily for us, we had Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day <laughs> recycling everyone's awesome. cans. So you know, obviously everything worked out well. But yeah, sure. besides besides this being the happening where the environment attacks us. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's my that's my philosophical serious thought or something. I was just like, oh, you know, I I think at least with zombies too, I think it, I think the same thing occurs. Like as long as you don't worry about those initial ones where there are groups of people that are scavenging and stuff and only care about themselves. In general, like when you start thinking of what happened in the book of World War Z, where everyone pretty much unites besides like North Korea. Like every other country, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every other country, like, kind of unites to, you know, finish off the zombies, and and that's the world is trying to get rid of them, and it's everyone working together, kind of stuff. Like, I that's what I was thinking. So, anyways, that's my that's my thought. So, I understand why people like these type of movies, and it's not that this is a this is a good bad movie. Come okay. on, Kelly. You can't make the facial things. People need to hear you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying to. It's a good, bad movie. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so what are you throwing this? So give me another. You'd lump this in with what? <sighs> um. You know, I had not thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I okay. can't see well, your range of hatred if you can't. If you can't be like, well, okay, oh no, no, my is it better than Leap Year. Like, what? What's your yes, good, yes, bad yes. Movie? My okay. my range of hatred. Yes. If we're if we're going to start comparing this to things, yeah, this is not on my top hated movies or anything no nowhere near that kind of thing it's just i think this plays into the nostalgia that everyone like 2016 seems to be the year of nostalgia like everything's coming back whether it's music movies tv shows whatever it happens to be i mean who would have really thought that now we would have a sequel to independence day like that's something they should have come out with four years after yeah yeah this would have been a 2000 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, something like that. Instead, we're getting it 20 years later. Literally 20 years later. Which, so, I mean, that's kind of cool, too, though. Is it really? Yeah. Isn't it a little sad? Well, I mean, we're what, we're getting the 40th anniversary to Jaws with Shallows that's coming out. Oh, is that another? That's not literally another Jaws movie. No, right? but okay, all right. it really is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw the commercials for that recently. I was not impressed. No. Uh, I did not care whatsoever. I it just but that's the thing. It's still going back to the whole reboot thing. It's still going back to the why do we have a Ghostbusters coming out? It's still I, I was looking at all the sequels that are coming out soon. Did you know they're doing a World War Z sequel movie? Because that movie did so well. Yeah, that movie tanked. Didn't so we're it? totally gonna get the Fantastic Four then. <laughs> I mean <laughs> if those are on par, right? We might actually get an action scene from this. <gasps> oh, interesting there you go yeah you never you never know so that's i'm just i don't have this high like you can't say if the acting is good 
You can't say that the dialogue no, is good. No, it's totally campy. But yeah. that's what you're expecting. I'm not expecting Oscar-winning performances here. I'm expecting to see a lot of random great character actors and just the random crap lines they're going to get. Well, now, see, now I'm, now I'm annoyed that I hadn't thought of anything to compare it to. See? Because, no, it's just, it is one of those good, bad movies, and I'm just, I'm losing it on what that means in this situation because i'm not comparing it to other disaster movies i'm not saying that no because it's not really yeah it's not i mean sure they blow up some things but in general this isn't a a disaster movie at all right like i think x-men apocalypse is more of a disaster movie than this movie yes but i mean like i wouldn't even put this this isn't i mean technically it is an alien invasion movie but i wouldn't like i wouldn't lump this in with fifth wave it's different like no no i i wouldn't put it in fifth wave either so, like, I don't know. Like, I put this in. I put this in with Aliens. I put this in with Alien. I put this in with, like, those type of movies. Oh, see, I can't because um, I think those are actual good movies. Have you seen Species? Oh, okay. There. Good, bad movie. There you okay. go. Okay. Perfect. Right. I'm like, I'll come across one of them that you'll throw That's in fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, once again, I just want to, like, I'm not defending myself. I'm just saying, like, this isn't a movie that I hate. It's just a, a movie that I'm still surprised that this is some people's favorite movie. That's that's my surprise in it. This is okay for me. This is this is one of my favorites, but it's more along the lines of is this is one of those movies that I could have on in the background and it would make me happy. I put this this gets lumped in with Jaws for me. This gets lumped in with um, Godfather one and two for me as background. This uh, uh, Jurassic Park. This gets lumped in with all those because I know all the scenes. I can come in at any moment. I can quote the whole damn thing. But I just enjoy it. It's it's fun background fodder as far as I'm concerned. Like if I'm working or whatever, I'd rather have that on than listen to the crappy, amazingly stupid commercials that are out on normal TV now. I, I think that's fine. Now, do you think you're going to attach yourself this much to the sequel? No. All right. Because the sequel does not seem like there's any – like it, it seems by the commercials that it's ultra serious. Yeah, well, yeah, it does. But the only reason I, I'm mainly interested in this is I'm a I'm a huge Jeff Goldblum fan. So right. I that's that's he's my main draw to this. I like the fact that Bill Pullman's coming back. I want to know how they're bringing Brent Spiner back because he does get killed <laughs> off in this movie. Well, I will so say, now I'm intrigued by that. I uh, will say this. So with data, you know, data from start. That's how I'm gonna you know. That's fine. Call it is data. In the movie. I, I watched it again, obviously, because we do prepare for these, even though I've seen this movie probably like 50 times you yeah, know, right. in your lifetime kind but of thing. Those, I want to make sure I have the scenes in the right order. Yeah, and I'm still probably going to mess them up because I was still zoning out from time to time. <laughs> but Data, they don't say that he's dead, but Adam Baldwin goes over to him and touches his neck and doesn't give like a yay, this guy's alive sign. No, he's kind of, yeah. He's it's like, one this of guy's, like, it's like, this guy's mm-hmm. dead, but he doesn't say it. No, right. Yeah, so it is interesting. The the cheesy, oh my God, they killed him line. Right, you don't get any of that, and you don't get him once the aliens thing is is not wrapped around his neck. He doesn't go, (gasps) (gasps) yeah, that was weird. There's no eye movement. There's no, yeah, yeah, nothing. So really, it was justified to think that he would be dead, but they did leave enough leniency that maybe he comatose, yeah, something thing, yeah. Maybe he only wakes up twenty years later. Like maybe is in a coma Ooh. until they come back. I look, awesome. Kelly, I'm awesome. I like I could write this <laughs> shit in my sleep. Like this isn't I think that's I think that's a t- the part is in this new sequel, I just I can't imagine that the writing's good because this movie is accidentally funny in a lot of places. Oh no, yeah. Like, but I mean that's 
That's what makes it a good, bad movie. Like you're like exactly. Yes, to be serious, but this is kind of awesome. Right. So let me let me read a quick thing from my friend Mandy. So this is Mandy's favorite movie, and she was super excited uh, when I told her we were doing this. You're Uh, welcome, Mandy. By the way, because he didn't want to do this. Yeah, it's basically you two were the ones that. Yeah, yeah, and then also knowing that people might tune in because the sequel's coming out and everything too and we are unfortunately going to do the sequel <laughs> that's that's a given so yeah if we're yep. doing this we're going to do that so uh so she wrote me I asked her to go ahead and write me like favorite scenes and quotes and we matched up on on pretty much all that but I liked what she said here even though I don't necessarily agree with it I think this is what one of the things that's great about movies so here I'm going to I'm going to read this I'm going to paraphrase a little bit but she says, I think that's what it really comes down to. I watch many movies now that I watched when I was, uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, things that were intellectually stimulating, but they don't make me feel anything, you know, like the way this movie does. So she talks about the like the speech from the president, which we heard and I'm sure we'll talk about again, because uh, I know that's one of those things that where we probably remember where we were. When we first oh, yeah. heard it, like <laughs> uh, it's one of those like, things where actually this is a speech that I usually post every single July Fourth, just because. Right. On one of my social medias. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Right. So she goes on to say, Independence Day. She will either be smiling or laughing or crying or getting chills from the movie. Um, it's like a coming home to her kind of thing. So she she kind of takes, you know, what she had from the past, that nostalgic feeling of where she was in her life, you know, that simpler time and equates it with this movie. And I think that's one of the reasons why nostalgia, all the sequels, all the reboots, all that stuff, why that's happening so often. I mean, look, we talk about it on Ian Hates Music. I mean, so many bands have their 10th anniversary shows for albums that that are coming out. I mean, it's a take blast from the past take you back to the feeling you had back in the day kind of thing even even if you're reminiscing is not exactly how you really were because come on i fucking hated high school and middle school and all of that garbage but when i hear a album that got me through those times i think about that album you know what i mean i'm not thinking about like oh i wish i was back in high school like the only reason i wish i was back in jody yeah okay so it's not a girlfriend remembrance type of thing it's more of a i just this music helped me get through stuff too oh well i'm sure i'm look for for a lot of people i'm sure it is if they go to the 10th anniversary of taking back sunday doing uh you know whatever first second album they want to do tell all your friends something like that that might be because of an ex or something like that you know what i mean like that could certainly happen but in general the only way i want to go back to high school time is if i can do things over that's the only way i'm looking to go back in time back in time is if i can do things over that's that's the only way this is is where i can send you clips and but whatever we will do look everyone remember last episode we talked about doing clips once again. Kelly has let everyone down. This is true because she doesn't My have the cables yep. that I'm working on. <laughs> Damn thing, stupid Windows 10. But anyways, I just Manny goes on to talk about how she says, you know, the feelings and emotions that you get from this actual movie and from movies that people love, you know, in general. Um, that's the reason why you watch movies in the first place. Uh, and I do agree with her. Like I think that's the big thing about movies is. Uh, they are very subjective, 
and people can just it hits you at the right time in your life. Like I still have, I highly doubt in my life that I will ever get a different favorite movie. Right? We've talked about this before. Kelly, do you think your favorite movie will ever change? Like you can add movies to your list that you like, but do you have an actual favorite movie? No. No? Oh, you don't have an Oh, wait. Did we ever talk about this? I don't think we actually touched on this. Interesting. Is there a reason? Are you a cyborg or an alien? Probably. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> so, artificial intelligence can't have favorite movies. Yes, exactly. I mean, come on. I'm sure that didn't come up in Ex Machina, did it? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you you never saw that movie? No. Oh, that's a good fucking movie. You should see that movie. By the way, we can do it. Ian hates movies for that, I think. But it's hard <laughs> to describe. It's hard to describe the the AI units and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit tougher. But tell me why you don't have a favorite movie. Because I don't think I have. I just don't have one. I mean, there's a lot of movies I enjoy watching, and I clearly own multiple uh, facets of how they were released to the public yeah but let me tell everyone just uh, interrupt just for a second um it is disgusting <laughs> this is why we need video actually yeah. well yes that's true but i'm just gonna say it is disgusting how many different variation copies of independence day kelly owns <laughs> it's disgusting yeah but it, the thing is is it's not just independence day like i own probably every form of media for the original star wars before lucas fucked them all up and added crap to them so i can actually watch the trailer released ones um i have all the back to the futures on vhs blu-ray and laserdisc i have uh, jaws on laserdisc i have jurassic park on laserdisc which by the way is uh you have to want to watch that movie because that's five discs just saying (laughs) (laughs) and then of course obviously everything on blu-ray as well now yeah, see, I can't do that. I mean, I have, I think... You don't have the space for that. No, no, that's for sure. I think my family had or has Independence Day on VHS, but then Kelly had to send me a copy of Independence Day to watch it again for this podcast. You're so, welcome. And Thank I you, watched, Amazon Prime. By the way, I watched the special edition, which had like 10 or 11 extra who gives a shit minutes. Like, <gasps> I, I, I want to first thank the editors... For editing that <laughs> like, shit down. We don't need this. this yeah. It's just it, it was shit. So I am glad. I'm glad I watched it just to see what it was. But now I can never have to do it again because it was just worthless. Uh, so the theatrical trailer is already two hours and 20 something minutes. Yeah. Which is I did not know. You feel it. You certainly feel it for the first hour or so before anything happens. I think it's a decent buildup. I definitely feel like a lot of their like cut explosion scenes, which I mean, honestly, okay. So this movie, uh, this crew had um, built a 30 foot long uh, destroyer model of all the different cities that they went ahead and blew up. So all those cities were not CGI. That was actually uh, model making, which is fantastic. And I think they still look great. Um, so that's on, obviously they had to make sure that they got their money's worth. So that's why those scenes are particularly long, but I, yeah, I guess I wanted a little bit more anticipation watching it this time when I'm actually watching it to critique it. Um, and yeah, I mean, cause right now let's see, I started this thing cause I have it playing in the background now and they're just getting to the point where they're blowing up LA and I'm almost an hour into it. Yeah. Over an hour into it actually. Yeah, because for me, this movie doesn't this movie doesn't pick up until they go to make their counter offensive. 
that's when I'm like, okay, I enjoy this movie now. Okay. Yeah, so I don't care about any of the lead up, maybe because I've seen it so many times, and I'm sure that goes for most people. Like, do you do people really put this movie on and watch from start to finish, or do they flip over to when Will Smith says things and then flip over again and like <laughs> I, I I can't imagine people watch that beginning part. Like are they are I they I think you just gave me like a new thing like so now like all the clips that I pulled, I'm pretty much gonna see if I can't splice them to where you can like listen to the whole movie in like less than fifteen minutes. That'd be pretty fine. I mean look if you get rid of Yeah, I don't yeah, but that plays into a little bit. Because it kind of gives you David's upbringing and Jeff Goldblum's upbringing and stuff like that. Is it the campiness uh, factor? Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. Well, should we actually, I guess, let's also read this real quick because we always do. Uh, okay. So it has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, a 61%, 61%. on Rotten Tomatoes and a 59% on Metacritic. I, I agree with Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. I, w- I, can, I can understand why this would be kind of split down the middle. Like it, yeah, we absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe we should have a person in the tail, like the beginning of millennials, to see what a millennial would think of this movie. Because I, like I said, I don't think this holds up. Like, I think if someone just watched Independence Day for the first time and they're an adult, I don't think this works. Oh, most of the theaters around me are doing double features. What? Yep. Well, but it's all it's all people who've seen the movie first going to oh, see it. Oh, I'm assuming it. so. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going like, oh man, I'm 22 and I need to go see Independence Day when see, Ninja I don't know. Turtles see, is. You no, know, no. See, this is. I see. This will this will be a a girlfriend thing on the part of where the guy's like, "What do you mean you've never seen Independence Day? Okay, so we're gonna sit through the double feature, so you can see the first one and then you can see the new one." And she'll be like, "Fine." And that's that's how that'll work out. Why are you assuming that you just said that this is one of your favorite movies? So why would guys be the one to make their girlfriend sit through it? Okay, so you're gonna try to lump me in with the normal female population? That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, I'm not. Look, I don't know who's new listening to the podcast and who's been listening for a while to know <laughs> the craziness that is Kelly. I don't know that. Um, because I'm gonna be stereotypical, and that's how this normally goes. Because if I talk to any of my more normal girlfriends there's no yeah they don't i mean i can't even get them to do like marvel with me because that's there's no love story there so they don't care and i'm like you guys make me sad there are so many love stories not the kind they want oh okay well here i also have the list of taglines did you see all these some of these have to be made up right no yeah okay so i have my favorite too yeah there there looks like what there's like 15 on imdb or something like that yeah it's something ridiculous so, I mean, the one that actually is the one that you'll see on the poster is uh, The Day We Fight Back. Yes. But my, my favorite one, which I think they should have had on, like, the teaser tra- uh, teaser posters would have been, like, Don't Make Plans for August. Yes, I saw that <laughs> one. Yep. Uh, I didn't mind uh, We've Always Believed We Weren't Alone on July 4th. We will wish we were. Yeah. That's not bad. Right. Uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> But we don't and have to read also, all the. Yeah, but then there was also all the Super Bowl. Apparently, this it said a huge Super Bowl thing that when it was initially premiered, and there was a lot of Super Bowl pr- premiere taglines like "This might be your last Super Bowl" and crap like that that were played over the commercials for this movie. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. really. Yeah, no, I uh, don't watch the Super Bowls, so I yeah, no, that's that's me not being a stereotypical guy. I don't give a shit. I watch it for the commercials because the only time the commercials are good half the time. I hate commercials um, all the time. So the budget for this movie was seventy-five million. Uh, opening weekend, it made fifty, and then gross domestically, it made three hundred and six million. 
And then I think total didn't almost make a billion. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's getting a little bit more cash rolling in now with well, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, with the sequel coming out. How do you know how much to see? I mean, we can even we can go into the sequel when we actually do the sequel, I guess. Yeah, yeah we'll wait till we do the sequel. Yeah, it's fine. And then oh. we can do the comparison because I also have all the notes. <laughs> uh, I can't believe we have to do that. I'm shit. so excited. It, just I'm imagine so the, excited. The amazing Jesse trailers Spano, that are going to be you. before this. We're, we'll we'll probably be worth it just because God knows what kind of freak sci-fi crap that's going to be coming out. Well, you'll get your Assassin's Creed, then probably Rogue One. Yeah, and then a whole bunch of sequels and reboots. Probably yes, yeah, Star. Oh, Star Trek Beyond's coming out too this summer. Yeah, haven't you seen like a commercial every five seconds for that? Not the channels I watch. Which, oh. what, what channels do you watch? They're pushing that. Well, I'm talking about every movie that I've had to go see too. They're no, pushing that no, one big time. I've seen none. none oh, really? On the big screen. Every no. single movie I've seen. They have Star Trek. So every movie you've seen that I've seen for this podcast, plus the extra ones, I have seen Star Trek Beyond. But you keep seeing IMAX, right? No, only a couple. Yeah, I'm not. Nope. I'm not. Uh, uh, nope. Interesting. Well, I mean, lucky you, because it looks like garbage. <laughs> well, I know how much you like them anyway. Well, and it's the fucking Fast and the Furious director as well. So, yeah. I, you know, if you like those type of movies, this is exactly what I hated about the second one. Like, I don't want an action like, how many cars are they going to jump into the Enterprise? Like, I don't give a shit. <gasps> That's a fun crossover. I would love to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson in space. Well, first of all, I would love to see The Rock at any point in any movie whatsoever. Like, that's why they threw him into G.I. Joe in every shitty movie <laughs> franchise is because they know he brings in people. We still need to do the rundown. Oh, for sure. Look, we can yeah. do different Rock movies. That's not, a, right. that's not a problem. I even do fucking Walking Tall. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Wow. It's fine. But yeah, they should look. If they really want me to go see Independence Day 2, Resurgent, Resurrection, whatever the fuck, uh, they should put The Rock in it. <laughs> like, I would have been fine if they said The Rock was Will Smith's stepson. And they were just like, and the timeline meant nothing. <laughs> like, it just, all of a sudden, it's The Rock there. <laughs> I would fucking love that. <sighs> see, I know how to run Hollywood. Let me okay. Let me cast. Let me okay. guess. I can get this shit done. So anyways. All right. So we're not going to go through this one scene by scene, are we? It's so long. No, we don't have to. I mean, we can we can jump to all like, the major highlights anyway. The movie starts with the shadow of the spaceship that you don't know is a spaceship going over the moon landing, right? Right. And it's uh, wiping out all the uh, footprints that were on the moon from uh, 1969. Yeah, because the wind in space is blowing. Is that what we're no, supposed no, no, to no. assume? Okay. It's the vibration coming off the, the the ships. There we go. One of the most favorite CGI effects or special effects or whatever you want to call it that they love using in this whole entire movie is shadows over things. They yes. love it. Because it's easy. Yes. It's very easy. And they have like 30 shots of it. Yes. And yeah, it just keeps on going. But if this is wrong, then the radar is wrong. But infrared has to be it, fine. Yeah. It's just blanket red yeah well, nope. that's easy to cgi in no one seems to know what's going on because and that's one of the first things that happens uh is all the tv signals kind of go they don't go out but they no. kind of flicker and yeah, the yeah. kind of thing it's, you it's would 1969 hit your, all yeah. over again because there's only you know there it's slowly eliminating all the satellites coming into the atmosphere just smashing them to bits yes they are sending a secret signal through mm. those satellites because in order to talk to their other ships that end up breaking off of the mothership they have to talk to each other so they use our satellites to do it to sync up 
Which kind of makes you realize, so is this one of the first, is Earth one of the first um, industrial planets that they've dealt with? Because, so, how else did you guys communicate with the other planets you've supposedly taken over and used all their resources with? It's absolutely a possibility. Hmm, interesting. Well, I'm sure 20 years later, their their technology will be so much farther advanced. So See, fun. that's the other thing with like these 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 movies coming out this far. I, I think it's because technology is finally getting to the point where they think that they're they're going to make some sort of a difference. Where usually they just overuse it and it looks like crap. I'm like, I don't need this to look like Halo. True, but I think it's going to look like Star Trek and Star Wars and everything else. I mean, the question is, do they do they make it to their planet this time, or is it the third movie that we attack them? Like which... right, so you're you're looking for actual touchdown. You're looking for an actual like foot soldier kind of fight. Thing oh, there's definitely talking? a foot soldier fight. Have you seen that? They give everything away in the trailer. You didn't see it. There's a huge there's a huge monstrous creature they're that looks cool. like the yeah, yeah, star, that the... looks like the Star Wars Walker. Like that's that's true. <laughs> and a little Cloverfield. Adds... And a little Cloverfield, little Cloverfield. out of the other. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. So no, there's definite definite touchdown here. It's just a question of do we have to have. Either was it Chris Hemsworth or Liam or Liam Hemsworth? Okay, or uh, Will Smith's stepson guy to go to the other planet to hurt them again, or do we take the fight to them in the third movie? That's that's the question because you know if they're doing a trilogy, at some point we can't always be the one on the back foot. We have to be the one going for the fight. So it's a question of it's it's the second one or is it the third one? That's true. That would be my guess. So anyway, so believe me, we'll, as we go on, I'm sure we'll talk about more stuff that could happen in that. Because we have to, look, it's going to be in posterity right now that people can come back and say, oh, look, Ian was right again. Like, isn't that why we have this podcast? Isn't that right, yes. Kelly? Yes, there you yes. go. Not so <laughs> Kelly can be right. So there's documentation. So only only so Ian can be right. <sighs> where, where do we want to begin after the initial part? We want to have, so Jeff Goldblum starts, so he's a... Cable he's the first repair main guy. You're you're introduced to pretty much right. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, he's a, besides the general, right? Yeah, I'm because not he's the one. Him a main role, though. Okay, because he's kind of the one who gets the main call from the group that's looking for aliens or whatever. Right. Because they're the ones that find it for the first, and they're all like in their pajamas and stuff, and they don't know what's happening. And I thought the weird line was when they call, when they call like the generals to talk about it. The generals are like. Oh yeah, they're they're more uh, confused than we are. No, because they know way more than you. So how can <laughs> they be more confused over what's going on than you are? Well, I think it's more along the lines of, okay, so this is all our information. Now, what the hell do we do with it? Well, we I mean, no, you know, nobody ever prepares for that point. Everybody wants to make contacts with alien, but then then what do we? Where do we go from there? Like, well, yeah. where's that playbook? Well, they don't know at this point. They don't know at this point if it's a meteor or right. not because the general guy, who's actually the quote-unquote good general, I guess, um, because he helps out the president a lot throughout the whole movie, uh, he goes over and he's being briefed. And he's like, so is it, a, is it a meteor? And the guy next to him's like, no, it's slowing down. And he goes, what? And the guy goes, it's slowing down, sir. And then he goes over and does one of the numerous calls where you only hear one side of the conversation. <laughs> get get <laughs> me this person. Which are the best military yeah. calls ever. Get me this person. Wake him up. And then it's it's what? What did you say? And it's oh, you never hear that on the side. Split screen. Yep. Yeah, it's just right. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. But yeah, so then you meet uh, Bill Pullman, who is the president. Uh, yep. Not Bill Paxton. This is yep. Bill Pullman. 
for everyone. Right. Yep, this was the the epic debate over the centuries is which is which. This happens to be Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman is Independence Day and Newsies. Bill Paxton is True Lies, Twister, tons and t- aliens, tons and tons of crap. Yes, yeah. exactly. And frailty. Yes. Well, which we have to do at some point. But anyways. <laughs> anyway. Yes. So <laughs> uh, first, first creepy line of the movie, Bill Pullman ends up calling or is called by, his, by the vice president, right? The woman, his vice. That's oh, why, that's vice, the first sorry, lady. First lady, not vice president. <laughs> like, well, I almost said, I almost said, um, vice principal because in Battlestar Galactica, the actress in that is the vice principal, who then becomes the president. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I should have said that. I don't think it really matters. If you haven't watched Battlestar Galactica yet, fuck you. You're not gonna watch it. That's why I was thinking. But also, we had mentioned favorite movies. And for people that don't listen to the podcast on a regular basis, my favorite movie of all time, and I don't think will ever change, is Donnie Darko. And she is the mother in Donnie Darko. So that's my connection to that. Uh, but she gets a, she calls or he calls, I forget which one. I think she calls him. Uh, she calls him. Yeah, and she's in Los Angeles, you know, doing press or whatever. He goes, I just want you to know that right now I'm sleeping next to a very attractive brunette. And they pan down, and it's their daughter. And that line was very weird to me. Like, Does he say attractive? I think he says something else. I don't think he says attractive. He, that would be weird. No, he definitely he says either attractive, sexy, or something weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's weird. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. You need to. We can pause this. We can pause this, and you can. No, I don't. It. Yeah, I don't care enough for this scene for, to check. But okay. So they're setting up. They're setting up things basically in this in this part. Uh, he leaves the room. And go, you go out and you meet Jeff Goldblum's ex. And you right. don't know this at that time, but that's who she is. She's like media relations person. No, 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 no. What she's, is she? um, she's the, um, you know, she's not the press secretary. She is, um, uh, the head of his cabinet, which for some reason I'm blanking on. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, I was not expecting that. Okay. So yeah. So then she's in a high role and she's telling him about how he's, losing people because he's young and it seems like he's compromising on too many things instead of like sticking to his action i don't know whatever the fuck i don't care about normal political bullshit yeah yeah and his line his comeback is it's amazing how everyone seems to turn on you I don't know. This part is boring. See, this is what I'm talking about. I, I'm so bored. Well, you're getting all, all of the background this. of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who do we meet next then? You meet David next. You meet Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, he's, and he's playing chess. Park. And they're playing chess. And Jeff yep. Goldblum beats him. But one of the things they set up is that uh, Jeff Goldblum is still wearing his wedding band after three years of either a separation or a divorce. Divorce. Yeah. Is it full divorce? Yep. Okay. So you can tell he's still not completely over that that's the whole i'm I'm assuming that's the whole point of that scene and to establish that him and his father have a good relationship right right uh so you get that now jeff goldblum goes to his work which is what does he do for that new or that television station in new york okay so so yeah so the it looks like he works for some sort of like cn i mean cnn or uh, even like a time warner-esque hub but what it is is like he's dealing with the satellite communi- communications to, on he's probably the highest up you could possibly climb in the it ladder is a is the best way to, to describe him because okay. any type of troubleshooting any type of he should be able to figure out it, like software bugs all that kind of crap 
and they need his help because as we mentioned before the satellite images are kind of stopping and then you're getting the fuzzy screen and the one you know the screen that goes part way down and then reshapes and like all that kind of stuff yeah, so yeah static they, yeah it's they, just very rabbit ears-esque they need his help do you know who plays his boss yes okay so he used to be famous right no he's still he's mostly broadway oh okay he's gotcha. all broadway mostly yeah because he has that distinctive oh yes voice. he does yes yes and who who is that in real life harry weinstein there you go so what else has he done so i mean he's uh he was uh, he was in mrs doubtfire <laughs> all right and I, yeah, I believe he's done a lot of like voiceover acting stuff too but he's mostly from broadway he's known he was the original um uh hairspray when hairspray first came out he was from the opening cast and he played the mother um in hairspray and he's done ah, okay yeah, he, he's known for broadway Okay, and he has yeah that distinctive voice. That's why I thought it was a weird casting call, but <laughs> it's a little random. Yeah, it was very random. I guess I shouldn't do an impression of that either, right? No. Nope. Okay. He's hard to do though, but yeah. Oh, no. I'm not saying I could. I just <laughs> okay, saying I good. make fun of myself by trying to do these impressions. Because believe me, you guys missed out on my Bill Pullman impression. Uh, it was going to be fantastic. It'll just, there'll be a link up on the website. Ian's gonna record for you guys, so you guys can just you know you can download. It could be a ringtone for you or I'm however a- you want to play I it. I am absolutely not going to be doing that. So don't <laughs> listen to Kelly. These are Kelly's words. She does not represent Ian hates movies. Ian edition of this. <laughs> this. I don't know. Someone's bragging. I'm just you said saying. something about Kickstarter. Maybe that's maybe that's part <gasps> of the Kickstarter campaign. Ian's impressions of movies. Oh yeah, all the impressions Ian shouldn't do. No, I can. I think you're off on that. I think people ca- are allowed to do impressions if they're in movies. In movies, because they're doing impressions in the movies. Technically, I think that's how it works. I don't know. Gray I don't. Area. It might Gray be. Area. It might be. And that's coming from someone very PC, Kelly. So <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Known for it. Known for her PCness. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that sounded. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're a mature. I'm happy sh- you're enjoying the new mic. We're a mer- we're a mature show here. Mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. <laughs> yep. All right. So, who else do we need to meet? We need to meet uh, Randy Quaid playing Randy Quaid in real life now. Yeah, pretty much. So he is a drunk crop farmer. Uh, crop. Wait, duster. Crop. Yeah. Yep. So crop duster. Yep. Um, Did I say crop farmer. In- like, yep. what is that? Just a farmer? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I, it's been a long fucking week already. Yay! Right. Go ahead. This is why yeah. it's it's the vent is part of this podcast. This as is well. true. It yes. helps just release the tension. Exactly. So, yeah. So, he is a crop duster. So, you, that's obviously you come across. He's a pilot. You find out that he was a pilot in Vietnam, and they're mm-hmm. pretty sure that he has um, PTSD. PTSD. Yep. And then on top of that, apparently, like, 10 years ago, he was also abducted by aliens. So, there's that, too. Yep. So, now he drinks... And crop dust the wrong, yeah, the wrong places. Um, Yes. And I would like to say, so he has three children that aren't his. Um, They're his, they're stepchildren. Right. Yeah, because I saw that in the special. I don't know if they even go through it. Like, they don't look like him, technically. No, 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 no. But the mother's not in the picture because I believe she died of being sick. Uh, I think they go into it a little bit more in the special edition. But basically, the oldest one looks like Keanu Reeves. So I'm just going to call him Keanu Reeves. For the rest of this time, do you okay. not? See, you didn't see that? Yeah, it's there. The acting and the voice is there too. 
Oh yeah, no, that's there. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and then there's a like a, a girl and there's a boy as well. So right. Miguel, who's the oldest, who looks like Keanu Reeves, he's like probably like sixteen, probably somewhere around there. Oh yeah, Maybe no, I want to say probably yeah, I want to say eighteen because I want to say the daughter's probably sixteen. Oh, okay. Hence the scene with um, yes, Joey from uh... <laughs> yep from Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. <laughs> now in the in the regular edition, did he say the same things that he says in the special? Where you don't want to like, die a virgin. Yeah, do you? you don't want to die tonight. Might be the last night. You don't want to die a virgin. Yeah, on Earth. And she's Creepy. like, oh no, I don't want to die a virgin. And then she yeah. gets ripped yeah. out of the car. Now, okay, let me ask you this then. So in the in the theatrical version, do they have the rebuttal to that scene later on near the end of the movie? Because they do in the special no. scenes. Okay. Do you want to know what that scene is? Do you remember what it is? Refresh me. So when they're in the so basically when they're in the bunker, when it's the final battle. Right. Uh, they're in the bunker and she is given uh, at one point so do they go sorry i'm gonna go all the way we're back gonna here bounce for, i'm gonna bounce yeah we everyone knows we, we just bounce around yeah so in the theatrical version do they go into that the youngest kid the youngest of of randy quaid's kids do they go into that he is constantly sick yeah because it's a touchback to what mom probably died from Right, exactly. But do they have a scene where he destroys his own medicine because he's mad that uh, Miguel and Randy Quaid are fighting? Okay. No. So that's a special edition scene. They're just arguing because Randy Quaid's a drunk and Pretty he much. was in yeah, and he was in prison uh, yeah, that drunk one fuck night. Up. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So the little kid comes out and goes, "Stop yelling, whatever!" and takes his bottle of medicine and smashes it on the ground. It turns out that's a fucking expensive medicine. That Miguel always has to go out and get for him. Uh, so he's pissed about that. But when they're driving in the uh, caravan that they end up going in, he ends up getting like sick. So at one point when they're stopped, like this kid with curly hair comes over and gives him some penicillin. And the girl basically starts hitting on him. So when they're in the bunker, this new guy and her are in the bunker. And she turns over to him and says like, hey, you know... If this is our last night, I don't want to die a virgin using Joey's line. And the kid, in order to show that he's like a good guy, he's like, well, then it'll be two of us dying as virgins, but at least we'll be together. And then she, yeah, I know. And then she puts her head on his shoulder and then the attack continues. So, you know, that's a little like, hey, guys, be abstinent, you know, be safe. Don't don't just don't just fuck because aliens are killing people. You Even know. though your main person in this movie, Will Smith, is about to marry a stripper. That is very true, too. And we we shall get to that. But, uh, yeah, I guess they're saying, hey, don't uh, Matrix 3 this and go have crazy orgies because that's kind of what you do, I guess, because you think you're going to die. So Yeah, why not? Still one of the worst stupid scenes in movie history. <laughs> By the way, but we're not getting into that because there was only one Matrix movie. So it's I just some of the I, best porn parodies ever. Wait, seriously? Oh, you, I you you want me? St- I can Dropbox you some stuff yep, later. Send me some clips. <laughs> Sweet. See, already this podcast has paid for itself. Because <laughs> how else would this have come up in conversation? This is true. So, do you have any Matrix style porn? Actually, it's, well, let me look into that. It's strange. That's still one of my top ten phrases of all time. I use it so often. It's like Matrix Bender's. Porn? It's like Hold Bender's on. top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Bite shiny my shiny metal ass. metal ass. Yep. 
so yeah, we'll we'll have to talk. I, I bet you we get a lot of emails about that. By the way, you can email us uh, at ianhates at gmail.com if you want to also know where there is a Matrix parody porn. Mm, yes. Because that could be pretty interesting. Now, I is still it- think we should put up hashtags and links and apparently your MP3s from each episode. So you're the hashtag girl. So send me Trying. the hashtags you want me to promote and I'll do it. Sweet. Matrix porn just made the list. <laughs> I just do you think they'll ever catch on? Do you think I there's so. already like thousands well, of I'm entries? I'm totally going to tag Keanu Reeves in it anyway. Like, come on. I swear if John Wick replies to our Twitters <laughs> or anything, I will be so happy. <laughs> so, awesome. And that is how I talk about him is John Wick. And that's probably one of the only sequels that I'm interested in seeing. Because yeah, uh, I, I was very, very surprised how John Wick 1 wasn't bad. Oh, abstinence. Oh, uh, so you never. All right, go ahead. Uh, are you saying you're not wearing white to your wedding? Tisk tisk. Wedding? <laughs> Matrix orgy. <laughs> I didn't say Catholic wedding. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, so we got Randy Quaid's character. I think we hit pretty much. No, no, we now we obviously have to introduce Will Smith. That's Who our needs next one. No introduction. No introduction. <laughs> the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Now, Captain, pretty awesome. Uh, you meet him when his stepson comes in and tries to tell him and Vivica A. Fox, whose name is Jasmine in this yep. movie, of course. She comes, or sorry, he comes in and tells them like, "Hey, you know, there's something going on, and there's like a little earthquake." And she's just like, "Go back to bed." Like, well, no, it's one of those. It's L.A. It's not even a 4.0. We don't need to get up. It's fine. It's just you know, it's a minor quake, and they just sleep through it, which is what most L.A. people do. We just sleep through it. And then the dog comes in jumps on the bed with the with the shoe and will smith's like and she's like oh you know he's trying to impress you and he's like hey if he wants to impress me he should get a job <laughs> right yeah and then walks out like half naked right and looks around and realizes that the neighbors are moving all of the neighbors, all of the are, neighbors moving. are moving <laughs> all of the neighbors and then sees the gigantic alien spaceship outside of of uh, like over los angeles because they're in el toro right right He's on leave because of the 4th of July weekend, and they, they bring that up earlier, is that like half the force of all armed forces. Right. Well, as soon as he gets up, he's wearing dog tags. You know that he's a part of the military. Yes, for sure. And he was supposed to be, like I said, supposed to be home on weekend uh, leave, but probably this is going to change things. She got canceled. Yeah, it's just the the way it is. But uh, Jasmine does not like that very much when he tells her he has to go. It's a little, ir- report. a little irrational on her part because of yeah, course they canceled. Yeah, but it is, but it isn't though because her, her obviously it's canceled, but it's one of those like, really, you're going to leave me and there's fucking aliens over LA. Yeah. Oh, no, no. She's scared. And I don't know why he doesn't just take her At and their time. son. Yeah. With, but right. he does, he does mention that he doesn't think they came 900 billion miles, space miles or whatever to start yeah, a fight. Start some shit. Yeah. Get rowdy. Yeah. That, you know, that's at least something he doesn't necessarily from the beginning think that there's any issue, you know, that's going to happen. Right. That kind of thing. So while this is also happening, uh, the president decides to stay in the White House. You know, he. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah, from the mothership, all the main ships have broken down and obviously have entered the Earth's atmosphere, and this is causing mass hysteria all over the world. So he figures Especially that Russia. if he stays put, it'll help calm down. Because, I mean, obviously, if I take off as soon as shit gets bad, then that's going to look really bad and it's going to be even worse for everybody trying to leave these cities. Right. So that's his, his justification for staying. 
<laughs> and it turns out to be the wrong decision. Right. And he probably could have saved a whole ton of lives if he had told people to get out of the city. Yeah, evacuate. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, how is he supposed to know? He's well, just yeah, Bill hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, he's Bill Pullman. How is he supposed to know? Jeff Goldblum is is working at that TV station, whatever, and realizes that the signal, there's a hidden signal on the satellites, which we talked about before, and it's it's slowly reducing, which means right. it's like a countdown. Countdown. Yep. So he's he tries to tell... You know, his boss, uh, everyone starts to move down to like a bomb shelter in the bottom of the building, but his boss stays up there and he obviously, Jeff Globum, sees his his ex-wife on TV, you know, addressing the nation as well uh, and goes ahead and he actually calls her to let her know. Am I skipping too far ahead or am I? No. Yeah. Nope. So, you know, there's a little bit of the comedy part with, uh, yeah, with his boss. Yeah, a back and forth. Yeah, right, right. but we can't no. show you it's the comedy. It's a two and a half hour movie anyway. So he calls his ex-wife and is telling her, hey, it's a countdown, like you need to get out of Washington, you know, all this stuff. But she hangs up on him because she wants none of this. Plus, the president is addressing the nation at this point, too. So right. she needs to hear him. He and his father, or he, he gets his father to go ahead because he rides a bike. He doesn't have He's a car. He's very green. Yes. Yeah. So he's trying to protect the planet and the fact that he recycles and he e- eats healthy and lives. He tries to live a healthy green lifestyle. So obviously in New York, you don't need a car anyway. So he's on his bike, mostly. He, so he has to get his father to go ahead and drive him to D.C. Right. So that's one of the big things. And they're driving on the correct side of the road. But then because so many people are trying to leave New York, he, you know, they have all the cars going the one direction which is interesting and that's why it's actually incorrect because i know with evacuations with florida if it's a major highway and they actually are evacuating both sides become one lane and it's to exit the area and that's what they did they wouldn't do that but well they did that in the special edition they have that scene where they almost get in a crash because everyone's coming at them Oh, right, right, right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. only in the special edition, though, I think. Right. Yeah, so that's where they're arguing a little bit more and all that kind of stuff. So uh, while he's doing this, uh, Jeff Goldblum's also, like, looking up her other number as well because she won't answer the other one she had. Like, she has two right. phones or something? I don't know. Well, no, no. She in- Initially, he actually calls the White House and gets through because he knows what he needs to say to get to her. And then her mobile phone, not cell phone, Mobile, mobile phone or personal phone because it's 96 oh yeah it is how and he's it, apparently she always keeps it listed to uh in case of emergencies right and there's another scene that really doesn't matter whatsoever is that uh jasmine goes to strip because that is her job uh and while she's while she's doing this after she's done uh her weirdo friend wants to make us like she made a sign saying welcome to the aliens and in los angeles there's a it's a los angeles right they're in la and i wouldn't say weirdo because that's just normal la people oh okay (laughs) i wouldn't know but if that's yeah so that's there trust me vivica fox is actually the the odd one out here for being slightly sane so yeah, yeah that's have, just normal LA stuff. They have a dance party basically going on on right, the top, like that's right under an alien do. ship. Yeah, yeah, right. saying like "Welcome" and "Take me away," and you know, like all I that. hope they bring Elvis back. Yeah, that kind of that kind of stuff. So yeah, Vivica Fox is actually Jasmine is the one who has kind of a head on her shoulders in the special edition. I think she gets fired from her job because she just leaves with her son. Yeah, cool, I'm not coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. I know we missed something important. Oh, we missed 
uh, Will Smith and that's how you know that you, you find out she's a stripper because um, Will Smith meets up with his buddy uh, Harry Connick Jr. who's played by Jimmy who's another captain in the Air Force and pretty much Will Smith has applied for NASA he gets rejected by NASA which kind of sucks yep. but he also has bought an engagement wing wedding, wedding ring for uh, Jasmine and Harry Connick with Jr. Uh, dolphins on it well that's her thing apparently yes whatever uh, and I guess they're trying to make this a Maverick and Goose situation. Awesome. Uh, and Harry Connick Jr. I did. I remember laughing in the theater when I was what, like, I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember laughing in the theater because Harry Connick Jr. for some reason was trying to almost kiss Will Smith's ass, like he was framing it up because he was talking about how to get ahead you, in, you, in you life, you, you got to kiss the ass. And right. then that's when the engagement ring falls out. And then when he holds it, he's down on one knee, one knee. and he's looking up at Will Smith. <laughs> and then one of their buddies comes by and, and sees like, them and just like puts uh, his hand up like, uh, don't ask, don't tell. Yep. Just don't nothing. Ask, don't tell. Yeah. Just and just back away. Walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's, that's good awesome. comedic timing. Yeah. That, right. that, that works. Uh, so yeah, so that's how you get, you get introduced to their relationships. You know, they're like best friends. Uh, and Will Smith is captain of the black Knights, and that's their, Air Force fighter pilot squadron. Yeah, that kind of thing. All right. So that was one of the major things as well was to set that up because, you know, you got to know the stripper thing and that that he's in love with her and, you know, all that stuff for later. Okay. So Goldblum shows up at the White House. He is able to pinpoint where her phone is and gets her to let them in, him and his father. His father is asking for free pens in the White House. And it's talking about how nice it is and how many famous people have been in the White House. Right. But he should have wore a tie. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But what he doesn't know is that the last time that Jeff Goldblum saw Bill Pullman, he walked in and punched him in the face <laughs> before he was president. Before he was yeah, president. He wasn't the president then. Yeah, he wasn't the president. <laughs> uh, because, you know, he thought that his wife at the time was cheating with him. Right. Even though he's married. And, you know, maybe that doesn't matter. Yeah, but that but, doesn't matter for... Right. So Jeff Goldblum was a very jealous person at the time. He's explaining the uh, the way the satellites are using the special signal, and he's explaining the countdown. Right. Now, in the meantime, Pullman is actually in a meeting to where they're trying to set up communication device with the alien aircraft. They've tried um, 32 different languages with no success all over the world, and now they're going to use a... Um, visual impact and this is when you find out that the aliens are also hostile so as soon as that happens this is when he realizes that this is a countdown and mind you the countdown's down to like 30 minutes and everybody needs to evacuate right now yeah because jeff goldblum had to drive from new york to to washington (laughs) (laughs) so that took a little while uh, right. But yeah, so they send up these helicopters with flashing lights on the outside so they can try the and strokes. communicate. Yep. Basically, as the president tells everyone, we got to get them out of there. The pod bay kind of opens up on the major ship and destroys them right away. So now they're like, oh, shit, we probably should have left the White House a long time ago. Let's get the yeah. fuck out of here. They're packing everyone up. Now the vice president and all the joint chiefs of staff are already in NORAD. Because the president wanted to stay behind so that there wasn't the panic, but he wanted other parts of the government to still be, you know. Right, functional. And we still haven't mentioned the Weasley uh, Secretary of Defense either, because he's going to come in a lot more later. 
but he had you you're supposed to know him he's a good character actor i don't remember yeah, he's his name tons of yeah stuff. tons and tons of stuff uh but he like when they're wondering what the massive object is in the sky he's like well why don't we just shoot it like why don't we just <laughs> why don't we just explode it yeah the best part is is you have a four-star general who's very passive and then the secretary of defense is like let's just nuke it nuke yeah. it now i don't why but do it yeah like, that, that other general is like well we don't do that because we don't want lots of smaller flying things destroying things like right we're, we're <laughs> not going to add to crap falling to earth exactly so once this once this countdown happened of course you know now they're they're escaping so you also have all the escape scenes so you have the you have jeff goldblum's uh old boss he's trying to call his uh his therapist <laughs> Uh, on the phone while he's in yeah while he's in extreme traffic you know trying to leave new york you've got the first lady leaving los angeles and what she's doing is she's leaving and basically she's right near the large building that has all the alien people up celebrating and stuff so she's like watching them as she leaves then you've got vivica a fox trying to is she trying to get to el toro is she trying to get to the base Yes. Okay. So she's trying to get to the base. She's in massive traffic. You've got the president, Jeff Goldblum, you know, the the press secretary or whatever she is, the cabinet member, uh and Chief his, of staff. Yeah, that all that stuff. They're all on Air Force One. Uh and that's where Jeff Goldblum's father also is like, Oh, really nice in here and he's like, We got our own phone. Then you finally hit the end of the countdown and that's where everything goes kabam. <laughs> Did I not <laughs> see this is where this is where Kelly wishes we had Video, <laughs> video, and or yeah, but I could just do the clip, and you could do the sound effects where it's like boom, boom, like <laughs> kablamo, right? Woo. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, I figure that's that's good enough. I mean, that's the same. That's the same stuff. You're, so yeah, all of the alien ships are synchronized. They all explode the major monuments at the same time. Uh, Which is what I was telling you about. The 30-foot-long models created. The pyrotechnics that were used required over 40 explosive charges. Like, it was a massive uh, undertaking at the time to do these type of uh, extremely detailed um, demolition scenes that weren't CGI'd. Right, right. Oh, for sure. I mean, I know they did a lot of work for this, for sure. But you can tell when you're watching it now, CGI'd and or modeled yeah, and, it, it didn't know. mash super well back then but it was it's still passable enough and when you were seeing this in a theater in 96 oh no like, yeah whoa before, before 4k yeah whoa this is crazy uh so yeah so the i guess one of the main things for people that i look everyone who's listening to this podcast knows i'm sure what happens in independence day but when the ships basically have to open up from the bottom and then the major ray is there and it takes a little bit of time to charge up. up yeah first it puts the beam of light down and then the explosion comes after that part that's just a thing to note for towards the end foreshadowing oh. you, you know so now air force one is flying around all these major major areas are just kablamo obliterated obliterated uh the air force one barely gets away uh basically the flames are like right on the tail <gasps> as it's yeah as it's gone but luckily they make it but it also turns out that the aliens got NORAD. So all the vice president, all the uh, chief of staff, like all those, they're all joint go- chiefs. Joint and chiefs, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all dead. Dead. Okay, so they're trying to. Okay, so they're, it shows the aftermath. It shows Vivica A. Fox surviving. It shows 
And then it's uh, when they it's the fight scene with Will Smith and um, Harry Connick Jr. Because now they're going to attack them because they attacked us. Yes. So they're going. Yep. The Black Knights are going to fly. They're going to uh, do the counteroffensive uh, right yep. now because basically the president and everyone on Air Force One makes it to what? What secret base are they in? No, no, it's just it though. They haven't figured that out oh, yet. Oh, okay. But they are yeah. following though what happens to those people because they have the light ups of how many um, how many people right. are fighting the fighter pilots and everything. So I want to say in the meantime, I'm assuming they go to Camp David is where this is taking place because okay. then they go to Area 51. Yeah, after after that right and we'll get we'll certainly get to that uh but yeah so the black knights they start firing on the main alien spaceship that's around that area but unfortunately their missiles never make it to the actual ship because force field green plasma force field comes up classic alien tech i know right they should have seen it coming right they should have seen it coming i mean maybe it wouldn't necessarily have been green but it would have been some other weird fluorescent color. Yeah. Yeah. See, look at this. These are great, great sound effects. <laughs> Who needs a soundboard? We're fine. I know. Come on. So <laughs> I'm laughing. Uh, so, you know, a couple of people die like because they can't pull up quick enough and they hit the force field. And then a whole shit ton of oh, yeah. little so, yeah. fighter that's uh, yes. come out and they all have the green force field as well so it doesn't even matter if you fucking hit them with a missile because it bounces right you know that doesn't matter and when one of our ship i'm gonna say our ships because now we're like fighting against the aliens it's true yeah one of our ships like bounces off of them our ships will explode but they just kind of ping off like pinball right so we start losing people left and right and then the president gives the word to pull them back um at this time I almost called him Maverick and Goose. Uh, <laughs> uh, Will Smith and uh, Harry Connick Jr. fly away, and they're being tailed by two by two aliens. They're ducking and weaving, and they're trying to get away. But for some reason, Harry Connick Jr. can't handle his shit, and he goes ahead. Goose. Uh, yeah. And he tries to bank too quickly, and you can't bank that quickly. You can't do it. Not at that speed. And unfortunately, it does not work out for him, and he's killed. And that, yep, that really, really, really saddens and pisses off Will Smith. But I have to stop us here because we forgot one of the major moments in the film. And I just remembered. We completely forgot about the tunnel scene with Vivica A. Fox. We forgot about Jasmine. Eh, we didn't need to cover it. You know she survives. But the dog? Really? You want to cover the dog scene? Yes, I do. (laughs) I do. The because Labrador makes it. I am a huge dog fan. I I love dogs. And I, even as a little kid watching this movie in the theater, was pissed that that fucking dog didn't die. Because that was ridiculous. It was uh, absolutely ridiculous that the dog made it and it no residual flame. Bay. Huh? Go ahead. No, yeah. It felt very Michael Bay. Yes. It was very, very Michael Bay because they're running through the tunnel. She is the only person smart enough to go into the maintenance bay of the tunnel and the dog is just not even following them the whole time. But then all of a sudden, he just doesn't care about any of the sounds or the taxis being like plowed behind him or anything like that. The huge gulf of flame. But finally, she calls the dog and the dog jumps on all the cars all the way. And then a split second, 
misses being burnt to a crisp, which I'm pretty sure he still should have been burnt because the proximity of the flame to his body. Oh yeah, so just bad. the sheer heat wave that comes before you actually get to flame anyway. Exactly. So yeah, I was uh sorry, I look I had to look we would be doing this podcast a disservice by not talking about that scene because you know it's on everyone's mind. You know everyone who even loves dogs was like that dog should have been dead. I am very glad that he wasn't, but still. Like, mm-hmm. look, rules of rules of movies. I'm just Oh, we, we let's not get into movie physics, please. Well, look, I'm not saying it should have been like fear. All right. I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I'm saying in general that dog should have been jerky. Okay. Done. Okay. So now we go back. So now Will Smith is flying through a canyon and the alien spaceship and he's pissed. He is just yelling at this thing as he's trying to, you know, talk about how great he is and everything, flying through. Uh, and he makes it through like a little crevice, but the, the alien ship still does. And then now tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know enough about uh, jets, but why does this jet have two parachutes? Okay. So the way that this is, the way it's set up is that parachute is, um, so if you're landing on an aircraft carrier and your hook fails and you're not slowing down enough, it's actually an emergency release to help keep you on that aircraft carrier, okay. which he can deploy. Um, and then, obviously, the second parachute is for an actual emergency, you know, when they shoot you out of the thing. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, he pulls that one that goes ahead and kind of blinds the alien for a little bit. Then he pulls his own uh, eject button. Right. Goes up. Now, the alien ship does not crash and burn. It basically ricochets off the top of this cliff. Oh, yeah. It just kind of like it just puddle skims. Yeah. Almost. Puddle skims <laughs> because of the force field that it has. Right. You know. And puddle skims, and then Will Smith comes down, and I'm still not sure how both of his legs weren't broken. Aren't broken because that's a huge drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, really... that was not. A, he did not prat pull that well at all. No. Where you're like, that just looked like this. Somebody just dropped you off something. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like you had broken legs for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he gets up because he's Will Smith, and he's fucking pissed, and he's walking at the alien with the parachute so wait, holding him back. Do you have this quote? I do have this quote. Okay, but please do this quote. Should I try it? I'm gonna try it. Oh. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is ruined for you. Here we go. All right. That's right. That's right. That's what you get. Look at you. Ship all banged up. Who's the man, huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane. See? I it's, I ended the last one. Like, get off me. Get off. Sorry. I lost it at the end. I got too into the moment. Like, that was pretty good, though, right? Did I blow out the speakers? <laughs> I might have blown out the speakers. <laughs> no, I'm good on my end. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Yeah, I blew out my own speakers. Hold on. There we go. Uh-oh. No, that's fine. All right. See, that was pretty good. No, not towards the end. Do you want to try it? Actually, you know what, Kelly? You should do it. You try it out. What? I'm not doing that quote. Why not? Because I want to do the next one. It'll be fun. Oh, you want to do the one where he's dragging it through the... Yep. Okay, that's fine. I like that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, so the alien pops out of the ship. He punches it pretty much in the head, and he says, welcome to Earth, which is awesome. Which is... One of the most well-known lines of Absolutely. all time, probably. Yeah. And then he takes out his... So we didn't... Ah, oh, fuck. See, we we bounce around so much sometimes. We forgot the whole ritual that... that yeah, the fat lady saying. So him and Jimmy, they each have a cigar every time that they fly. And they're not supposed... This is It's their victory dance. Superstitious kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're not supposed to smoke until the fat lady sings. So he lights up and he goes, that's what I call a close encounter. Yep. And yeah, which is also a, a very, very famous line for this movie as well. Yep. Uh, so, 
I do love that scene. I love when he's. I know. My my favorite part of that is when he's trying to get out. He's so like yeah. He's trying to get the parachute yeah. straps off. He's like yeah, that's right. I I do love, it. and that's what I was trying to do. I didn't know. That's why we need the video because I was trying to do that as I was reading. Yeah. That's how you get like the exasperation, and you're like, I just want to kill you. Yep. Yeah. And that is all he wanted. He just wanted to fucking kill him. And I think as viewers, we also wanted to kill that alien too. I mean, come on. That is one of the parts of this of these movies is you always want to kill the aliens, right? Unless they try like half of them try to befriend you or something, and yeah. then uh, but st- it's it's better when they all just hate you. Like no, yeah, it's what you you need to have a villain you hate. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that in the second one there isn't like a group of helper ones that don't think they should be attacking humans or whatever. Like I don't want that shit. I just want to become that PC, which sucks. Oh, that would be awful. Oh no! So it tur- what it turns into like a District Nine thing where we're just gonna segregate them. <laughs> fucking hate that movie, by the way, too. <laughs> you know, movies you talk about hating and stuff, like how I hate like Shallow Hal and stuff. Like District Nine is on that list for me. Despise <laughs> that movie. Despise it. Uh, maybe we'll have to do that someday. I I don't know. I don't think I could watch it again. I hated that movie so much. Uh, <laughs> all right, we on Vivica Fox no. going through all the um, yeah we can remains do that scene. and stuff. But pretty much the follow-up is when they're actually arguing on Air Force Air Force One whether or not yes. to nuke. Yes, that is a big scene. Uh, that's another one. So basically, the the Weasley Secretary of Defense wants to nuke him, and the president doesn't really want to. But the way David overhears it, you know, Jeff Goldblum overhears it, it sounds like they're going to nuke places. So he's obviously for the planet. Oh, yeah, nuclear like, winter. It's going to yeah. kill everybody. So cool. So we'll just take both of us out at the same. Like, it's that kind of an argument. Yeah. And they're yelling at each other. And then David's father comes in. He's like, you know, you would have been all dead if it wasn't for my David. And goes through. You're like, hey, you know, like, why didn't you listen to him? Like, he's the smartest one. You know, all this stuff. So you should be listening to him now. And then he goes, you know, why didn't you? You, you knew this about is your this. fault. Yeah, he's yeah, like from the sixties. Yeah. They crash landed out in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, or something. Hey, you're going into an impression. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so he goes ahead, and he <laughs> you made me laugh. Um, Good. So he goes ahead, and he <laughs> he starts talking about Roswell, and while he's doing Aren't this, you, every other adult is rolling their eyes, like, yeah. no, seriously, there, no, there isn't. Like, no, there's, there's not. Even the president's like. Oh, no, like he's like, oh, oh you had me, and then now, yeah, now, now I'm great, yeah. Except for the Weasley Secretary <laughs> of Defense, who's kind of like looking around, like, uh, should I don't make eye contact? Yeah, don't that kind of thing. <laughs> and then finally, the president kind of takes him aside. You know, takes uh, David's father aside. And is like, no, there's no Rosmill. Trust there's me, no, I know trust about me, it. I know, you know. Yeah. And then this was this is Mandy's favorite line, and I'm sure other people's favorite line as well. Uh, but he goes. And this is the Weasley secretary. He goes, uh, excuse me, Mr. President, that's not entirely accurate. And and then Jeff Goldblum goes. Which part? <laughs> See, that sounded more like you were talking to me instead of like, what the Jeff Goldblum's quote was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, which part? And then that's <laughs> when they go to Area 51. Which, okay, so 
little fun fact about this. Originally, the U.S. military was very much going to be involved with this movie. They loved the idea until they read the script and the script writers would not remove them referencing Area 51 as Area 51. And that's when the military backed out because they had tons of stuff lined up that they're actually going to use other multiple bases and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Interesting. Oh, we should edit this podcast and take this part out <laughs> so they don't come looking for us. Well, you just put in static for like these 30 seconds and then we'll just... <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so they go to Area 51 and this is where you meet my favorite character. I was going to say, the best character in this movie. I don't... Well, I think we're thinking of different people because really? you're thinking of Data, right? Who are you thinking of? Fucking Adam Baldwin. Oh, no, right. The fucking best guy in the whole fucking movie like he saves everyone like he is the best he's in every scene from now on like that's true actually yeah he almost stowed away in the alien spaceship going back to the like i'm surprised he just wasn't in the background helping everyone out making coffee it's cool yeah because from here on in when you meet him he's like in charge of everything pretty much that's true yeah and i still don't even know what his rank or anything is he's just there helping everybody i don't even think i wrote that one down yeah Adam Baldwin takes them down to like the science area of Area 51. Everyone's obviously already pissed at the Weasley Secretary of Defense. You know, right? You know, Why saying, didn't you tell me this as soon as we realized that this was yeah. clearly aliens and not a comet? Yeah, he was like plausible deniability, deniability, you know, you know, that kind of shit. So which they, is very CIA cover up. Like it's kind of true though. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, can't be questioned about it if you don't know about it. Very true. So they take the president and his group of random people down now, to, yeah. down to the sciency lab and all that kind of stuff. And that's where you meet your favorite character then, right? Oh, yeah, Data. Data, yes. So, and Data is crazy, long, gray, black Super hair. hippie 60s, like, really into it, like, overly. You'd see them at all, like, the alien counterfeits, those type of people. Do, you see my Comic-Con, co- too, a lot. Yeah, people cosplay him, I'm sure, right? Yo, yeah, oh, well... Yeah. You just see that ter- general type of person that comes kind of like. Oh, cheese. okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they uh they go ahead and they start talking to him because they actually have a ship that crash landed, which they had talked about before and what all our lores are about. Uh, and then they also have a few dead ones as well in the the freak show room as that, he likes to call it that no one laughs at when he says it, but he yeah, gets a huge kick out of yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so pretty much everyone's really shocked to be seeing the president and all these different people and everything. But they're trying to share, you know, the technology that they have. And this is what we do now. This is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We also, during this time, you get the side you get the side stories of how Vivica Fox is now traveling with a group of survivors that she's been picking up. And she happens to also find the first lady who yep. is basically like she's under a bunch of rubble. You right. know she's probably pretty hurt. Yeah, from what you can gather from what they little they give you, is she probably has crush syndrome. So that's what's probably that's what's the issue is is her body shutting down because it's it's in a state of shock because everything's been crushed. Yeah, no, for sure. You know they have a little heart to heart later on where she talks about being a stripper and that it's great because she does it for her son and you know blah blah blah. Seemed very out of place. I don't know why they even bothered doing that, but they did. I think it's even. She's a stripper with a heart. Yes. Well, I mean, don't they all have hearts of gold? That's what I've always been told. I still need to go to a strip club with you. It'll be so much fun. 
That's on my list. That's what I'm doing. That's what I want to do for my birthday. Just let you know. Writing it down. Writing it down, strip club. Birthday stripper. But you're way more experienced than I am with that stuff. I know. Like, so you'll be able to help me out because I Absolutely. am terrible. Because I know like, how to talk to the ladies. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't know how to talk to ladies in real life, let alone in strip clubs. So. <gasps> so you're saying we should? I should secretly be able to like mic mic in and like give you lines and shit on your. Oh, we have a whole other sequel. Okay. Oh, it's a new podcast. Yep. Ian hates strip clubs. Who was it? Taxi Cab After Dark. We'll come up with some horrible name like that too. Of course. Well, we can put this in the <laughs> Cambridge After Dark. Cambridge After Dark. <laughs> Boston After Dark. Uh, Ooh. We... Taxi Tales. Oh no, no. Uh, Transit Authority. No, tales. Boston After Dark works perfectly because it's bad. It's true. Like that just <laughs> how has that not become a show yet? Like, hey, copyright. All this stuff on this podcast, copyright. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> I would say we could also we could even do this we were talking about this with some people this weekend about finally doing the Ian Loves Relationships podcast as well because stripper interactions and all that kind of stuff would be fun stories see Kelly remember you can make the shocked faces to me but you have to tell people <laughs> like I'm I pause be like hashtag shock face yeah. like that sounds horrible I no. pause to let you jump in <laughs> <laughs> you don't jump but in. it's funnier <laughs> not for um, when i have to so, edit out <laughs> i know but see this is where you could be filling in clips so um mm-hmm. now i lost my no okay so how um so this is just your um tales of woe yeah i mean they can be fun stories i mean that's the whole point is people will be telling me relationship stories and i will be making fun of them oh, okay say, yeah that's so the whole just your personal like oh no i will share i gotta i will share my hilariously awful relationship stories as well but the point is for people to come in and tell their hilarious awful because look what's the what's the point if you don't learn from the things and you if life isn't made up of stories what is it made up of you know what i mean like there's no reason to let that stuff like keep you down you just go ahead and you share it and you joke about it and you make fun of yourself and the state you were in being in love and whatever the fuck like (laughs) See now, Kelly. Yeah, see now, Kelly's making faces of like, ooh, love. Like, <laughs> see, so that's that's made something up we word. T- Thank you, Hallmark. They're all made up words. Every word we're saying is made up. Fine. I'm not getting into this debate. So really, it's a truth is stranger than fiction kind of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, and I would awesome. give I would give relationship advice because I am very good at giving relationship advice, not following my own relationship advice by giving it to other people i'm very very good at that i can make i'm keeping things to myself you're not it's a podcast yeah no i can't there's no we'll get hate mail so um ah okay www.ianhates.com fill out that form (laughs) fill out that submission form of why you hate kelly that works pretty much we'll do more i don't need to to paint myself into that particular box yet (laughs) box uh so yes so <laughs> uh so yes i so once again that it's copyrighted too uh yep. ian because uh, not ian hates relationship no, no, no because no. that would mean i would love relationships instead it's ian loves relationships uh and i think it with my diverse group of friends plus i think by having guests on uh just because they want to share their stories i think there's plenty of things we can do with this that. is where i wish we could do like a call-in show Oh, believe me, I wish so too. Yeah, like but it's got to be like we got to be live from like one to like four a.m. when all the nightclubs close and no one's got played. <laughs> so that way you just get the drunken. But she was so like I spent 
110 bucks on this chicken drinks and it didn't go anywhere i'm like it's because you're an idiot i i'll tell you i would easily make that my life if we could get paid for it if somehow (laughs) if somehow there was a way to make a salary off of that kind of thing i would easily do that yes yeah no doubt about it but yeah so that's on the docket believe me ian loves relationships is coming soon i already have the plans it's gonna be great (laughs) awesome yeah it just it it just makes sense. It just makes sense. So, anyways, we got way 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 way, way <laughs> off track. way off target. Yep. So we know where the first lady is now, and we know that Vivek A. Fox is going around collecting survivors. Uh, and this is outside of El Toro. Yeah, it's inside or around the area because she shows up at El Toro, but it's basically decimated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's just going around finding survivors, and they don't really know what they're gonna do. Will Smith gets picked up with the alien. Now, do you want to go ahead and do your, uh, yes, your you line here? Yes, you have to do the scene. Okay, All so right, pretty so much set it, the scene. So okay. he's going through the desert. He's going through salt the salt flats. Yep, the salt flats. And he's dragging the alien's parachute. body in his parachute. Yes, and then right. go ahead. Three, two, one, scene. <laughs> what? I thought that was like Hollywood. <laughs> it's quiet on the set, quiet on the set. Okay, and cue my... Like, <laughs> awesome. Sorry, so yeah. only some people will get that reference, but that's sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Y'all know this was supposed to be my weekend off, but no, you got me out here dragging your heavy ass through this burning desert with your dreadlocks sticking out the back of my parachute. You got to come down here with an attitude, acting all big and bad. And what the hell is that smell? I could have been cooking barbecue. Oh, right. we are awful at quotes. We are awful at quotes. <laughs> I hope people realize that we realize that we're awful at quotes. Oh, no, yeah. And that's why we do this is so you can laugh at us. Because I almost muted my mic. So that I could, <laughs> yes! So that I could laugh at Achievement unlocked. And he says, I could be at a barbecue, not cooking barbecue. Just saying. It's your favorite movie. Maybe you should know. I'm reading it and I'm still in. I'm only fucking with there you. There you go. Yes, but everyone does love that scene, of course, because right. then he also goes over and starts kicking the, the crap, the crap <laughs> out of the alien. How long has it been unconscious? Couple hours. Oh. Yeah, he's still just <laughs> kicking it. Yep. Uh, and while this is happening, so uh, a caravan Wait. of caravans, right? Yes. Is that how you say? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a caravan of caravans. They're all coming. It's like hundred of them or something. And they're the all desert. coming across the desert. So Will Smith flags them down. And one of the caravans happens to be Randy Quaid with the three kids. And the younger one is sick. But that doesn't really matter that much because he just gets help when they show up at the base. Right. So not not really that big big a deal. So he's on his way to Area 51 as well. But the caravans don't know it because it's not on the map. And he's like, right. you know, trust me, it's there. There's a base there. Yeah. Uh, he shows up with the alien. That's where the guy, you know, the, the guard says he can't <laughs> let him in. And he's like, oh, 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 yeah. He's like, here, here, here's my credential. And shows him. He's like, yeah, get the fuck out of my way. Like, just <laughs> drives in. So and- should I just leave us here with you or? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a good line. I did like that. Uh, so then they make it to Area 51 where they go ahead and show them now the alien. And obviously Data is super excited because they have a live alien who just happens to be partially unconscious, maybe. Somewhere around there. So, yeah. Yeah. Now... Will Smith leaves at this point too, right? He goes up to the general and asks, um, I, I'm really, I really want to get back to El Toro and you know, start the fight again or whatever. And the general just kind of stands there for a second and goes, El Toro's been destroyed. 
So then he goes and quote unquote steals a helicopter or a heli uh, whatever carrier because it was bigger than just a helicopter because he had to get the extra people in, right? Did you just say helicarrier? Yeah. What? You just said helicarrier. I did. Why? What was, what was wrong with that? Um, that would be the giant flying um, helicarrier from Avengers that Samuel L. Jackson drove uh, around. That's that's a helicarrier. Well, we did so many of those fucking movies that now I have that <laughs> on my mind for what real life is. So that's just. I mean, it wasn't Deadpool. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're looking at one of the bigger double prop helicopters. Yeah. yeah. So he he you know takes one. The guy's like, hey, he's a big guy. And he puts the gun on him. He's like, hey, I, you're not allowed to take that. And Will Smith's like, do you really want to shoot me? And he's he, you know shrugs and puts his gun down. And Will Smith's like, just tell him, just tell him I hit you. <laughs> and flies off. The guy gives him a look like you couldn't hit me. Like, <laughs> you're right. Sure. Okay, dude. Yeah. So he flies over to El Toro and he finds. Vivica Fox and everyone saves them. Brings them back. So now you've got the first lady who they're operating on or or checking on. And then you've also got Data and his group now working on the the new alien. They're they're surgically uh, dissecting it to try and figure out what's going on. Right. They have to take off the biomechanical suit that it's apparently in. So they have to cut it open to take what they're hoping is still a live alien out for whatever reason. And these are just a few of the things that we just kind of glossed over. But basically, Data goes over with everyone that, for one, they're basically human, like the way that they, what the air they breathe, the, the actual bodies. Yeah, they're just yeah, as yeah. frail, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that also the, it's just the suit. It's just the biomechanical suit that they have that's more armored. Uh, and then... He also mentions that the ship itself has turned on as soon as the aliens basically came into atmosphere. The ship that they have like can hover and, you know, all the mechanical stuff comes on, you know, all that kind of stuff. So then does the president meeting with the first lady and hearing the bad news happen before? Yeah, it happens before everything goes down in the lab, right? Because normally when I play sound. And there it is again. New bit. <laughs> everyone Sorry was asking us. That. Everyone was asking us to add new bits to the show. And there's your first clip. <laughs> yep. It's called "Where the Fuck Is That Sound Coming From?" <laughs> Starring Kelly. Yep. So, Vice President. Uh, I keep on saying Vice President because of Battlestar. The First Lady thing happens first, right? Yeah, the First yeah. Lady thing happens first before the surgery on the biomechanical suit. Yeah, that's another quote-unquote sad scene because she realizes she's dying, but he tries to lie to her, and she tells him, you know, tell the truth, that's what you're good at, and then he has to explain to his daughter that she's not going to be around anymore because they basically can't do anything for her. Right. So unfortunately, she passes away. So obviously now the president is sorrowful and pissed off, and he's trying hard not to necessarily show it. But you can, t- you know, that's what it's that there. whole setup is for is right. to know that part. Uh, and then they have the part where they're dissecting the alien, and it was kind of weird. You would think that these scientists who have been doing this pretty much their whole lives wouldn't be as freaked out and grossed out as they were dissecting this one. See, what I found fascinating is they are in full scrub attire except their hair. (laughs) Yeah, they're in a clean room, by the way. A really, really important state-of-the-art clean room. And yet the woman 
doctor and Data, who has extremely long, gross hair, does yeah. not have a cap on, but the other people do. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, dude, you can't even pull back in a ponytail. Like, he does nothing. Yeah. It's just there. If you're in a clean room, you are supposed to, here comes the chemical engineer in me. You are supposed to be wearing <laughs> the caps, the caps that cover everything. And then also, if they have beards, they're supposed to be wearing uh, beard covers as well. Yeah, <laughs> side side notes. I mean, with everything yeah. else going on in this movie, I can let this one slide. Right. Yeah, it's fine. So they cut open the alien's face covering, and then it splits open. Everyone freaks out. Yep. And then Data starts cutting the inside flap to get to the actual alien head. And this is where they were just like, fuck it. You know, let's just make it look like every old alien. It's just a small little. It's not necessarily green. But it's right. got the same big head with the big the, eyes. The eyes and the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. nondescript, no pupil kind of, yeah. Yeah. But then the one of the doctors who actually has a little cap on sees that the right arm is kind of moving. The hand and the arm is kind of moving. Waking now, up. I do, I do credit him for saying it right away. Right. He did not just like get freaked out and start backing away and stuff. Right, like, right, right, he yeah. did say it. It still didn't give him enough time. He should have right away ran. And also, what the fuck were they doing not putting something... If they're like us, he, they should have put something into the body to sedate it. Yeah, but if you... Yeah, but... If you're in the biomechanical, I'm pretty sure you can't hook up to like they'd still have to get through that suit before they could do something like that. Is what I'm assuming. That's a possibility, but they should have been quicker about it. Then <laughs> should have been fucking quicker True. about it. Yeah. Uh, so then now all hell breaks loose because this alien is pissed and he's making some weird fucking noise that only seems to be affecting Data and the woman. Right. Well, they touch on it, and it's um, apparently they communicate because they don't have vocal cords, right. so they communicate telepathically. Yep. Or uh, telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah. So they start making the end, but that, but yet he's throwing around everyone else because they can't. He's like, ah, going through. <laughs> yeah. Big Ep- tentacles. Normal epic alien scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big tentacles and big claws, and yeah, just and then they get rid of that, and you just see basically this whole bunch of smoke. Uh, like misty like carbon dot like whatever it happens to be whatever pipe they opened up that allows for this condensate you know smoke stuff it's not smoke it's it's just something else it's steam probably something so adam baldwin brings down the president and some other people to see what the what the status is the operating room yeah. yeah Uh, they realize, oh no, something... Well, they don't necessarily realize something's wrong because even when Data gets thrown up against the wall and has an alien tentacle wrapped around and saying, release me, me. uh, Adam Baldwin goes, get him out of there! (laughs) And everyone's like, whoa! Calm down, down. Adam Baldwin. You were great in Firefly and Chuck, but hold on, we gotta gotta let this stuff uh, settle a little bit. So, (laughs) So he goes release me again not bad yeah thank you i do a great undertaker as well but i don't have to do that right now (laughs) so yeah i know right so then (laughs) the alien jumps like all of a sudden realizes oh i guess they're not gonna release me so jumps down i guess from the rafters i don't know how he got his very alien yeah oh no doubt about it (laughs) alien alien well no no i got what you're saying but it's also made no like where was it 
the the ceilings were not that high. He's no, 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 like yeah. literally eight feet tall, maybe more. No, the suits are eight feet tall, yeah. <laughs> um, two point four meters. Um, they are equipped with twenty five tentacles, purposely designed to sh- to look like they could not sustain a person inside, even though they are costumed. Gotcha. Wow, that was I literally just guessed eight feet tall. No, yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. Woo. Ian's always right. Oh, yeah. I need to make up a song for that, too. If anyone out there is a musician who wants to make an Ian is right song. like Yeah, but I feel like, no, it's going to be like the 1950s, like, do up, like, and Ian's always right. And have, like, three people sing it, like, at the same time. Oh, like, like have a that kind of- doo-wop kind of thing? Yes. Oh, I like that. Like, yeah. a, ru- like a run around like, Sue? Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Like that kind of. Oh, we're going to rip off South Park, then? <laughs> is that what we're doing? We're do the Mormon episode on South yes. Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny so then they go ahead and he's up against the glass he's up against the glass right what i like was the president basically yeah president basically says hey you know i you know what's the chance of a truce here you know it doesn't go like you fucking killed my wife right <laughs> you know he goes hey is there a he's chance still trying for, to be uh, yeah. diplomatic about it i'm sure we can learn things from each other you know come to is there a chance for peace and they make data say no peace and that's when he starts to do the mind thing, the telepathy uh, with the president. So the president's like screaming in pain from the, you know, whatever. And the general, this is my favorite part of the movie anyways. The general looks over to Adam Baldwin and goes, is that glass bulletproof? And Adam Baldwin goes, no, sir. And like four of them just have their guns ready and just bam, 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 bam. Blow them out. Yep, just blow them to pieces. And this is when the president says, you know, hey, you know, I saw their plan for us. They're like locusts. They move from planet to planet using all the available resources, sucks it dry, and then moves on to the next one. Uh, you know, he's like, it's horrible. Adam, this is when Adam Baldwin goes over and checks on data, and he is so dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so dead. Adam Baldwin doesn't even have to say he's dead. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. 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 I mean, his neck even looks like it's like broke. Like, that's what it looks like. And he checks it, and there's no pulse. He's not yeah. breathing, but yet, who knows? Somehow he may. He, I'm excited to see how this is going to work out. I, I, my money is on the coma thing to 20 years later. That's, that's the guess. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm right on that. The president, basically, all this comes to nuke him. That's, that's what he, now he's Mr. pissed. Mr. Nibzeki is pushing, pushing the, I think we should just do it. Well, he's the one, he doesn't have to push him. The president's like, the president comes to this conclusion by himself. He says, right. we're nuking because he's probably pissed about his wife. He's pissed about what just happened. He realizes that the aliens just want to kill everyone. Right. You we're know. here to annihilate you. Yeah. That kind of thing. So it's like, why not? If this is the way it's going to go, why not? And another cool part is obviously... Adam Ball wins the man, and he goes over and pumps the alien through like like a few more rounds. <laughs> yeah, he execute he, he does execution shots because he's the best. Seriously, if you haven't seen him in Firefly or in Chuck, uh, you should Chuck. definitely be seeing Adam Baldwin because he's awesome. He was also great in Angel in the last season of Angel as well. Uh, then Jeff Goldblum starts drinking because he finds out that they are going to nuke. And you have the little back and forth with him and his ex-wife basically saying that she still loves him, you know, but he's like, that wasn't enough for you and, you know, all that 
all that jazz. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he should be on Ian Loves Relationships. Absolutely. For sure. In this. Yeah, uh, but I uh, see that's most of Goldblum's characters. You can do that with this one. I'm sorry, but Malcolm would be an amazing. He's got what? Seven different kids with 12 different people. Like he's like Jurassic Park. Come on. That's a great. The fly. What? <laughs> 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 I know, right? Uh, so they go anyways. They go to nuke. Houston. Yeah, it's over Houston. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I love Texas a lot, but I don't really care about Houston. So if this it's was over water Sa- anyway, yeah. it's, uh... if this was over San Antonio or Austin, I'd be like, fuck no. But it's Houston. It's fine. <laughs> so <It's> awesome. <laughs> I know. Hashtag Houston. Hashtag Houston. <laughs> Houston Rockets, right? Yes. But um, now you get it because of the nuclear yeah. rocket. Whew. All right. We've been Keep doing moving. this podcast for a while. Uh, so <laughs> uh, so they direct hit. Everyone's excited for some reason, uh, just because it's a direct hit. But you know they force them to to actually look for a visual, and when the visual confirmation realizes that absolutely nothing has happened whatsoever. Uh, and I think we did have the timeline wrong a little bit. The president's wife and Vivica Fox getting rescued happens later. It happens after the nuke. So Jeff Goldblum's still like all drunkified and he's talking to his father and his father brings up a cold and that gives yeah. him the idea for what they could possibly do because what they realize is these uh, these shields are fucking killing us. Like can't do anything if those shields you are You have up. to get around their technology. Yep. So then we come to one of the other good bad movie scenes where Jeff Goldblum has sobered up. Uh, sobered up a little bit maybe i should sober up a little bit uh so jeff goldblum has sobered sobered up and goes ahead and puts a uh soda can brings everyone first of all for a big speech and right and demonstration and puts a coke can on the alien spaceship that they have and says okay you know adam baldwin shoot it and like what the fuck uh why would he do that and when he shoots it of course the shield comes up and the fucking president's in the room (laughs) And it could easily ricochet and right. kill a number of the f- 50 people or so that are that, left. That are left, yeah, in the in this room. Uh, so then he goes ahead and pushes the buttons on his computer and it loads. And then he asks Adam Baldwin to go ahead and shoot the can again. And everyone's like, oh no. And he shoots it. And this time he hits it because he's also Adam Baldwin. So, of course, this, yeah, he's going to hit it. True. And he tells them, you know, I gave it a cold. I gave it a virus. So that is now the plan is they need a way to upload this virus into the main mothership. The Secretary of Defense is completely against this for some reason. Right. Because he just pretty much just wants to nuke everything. Yeah. He wants to, even though it was shown that the nuke doesn't work. Yeah. He still wants to nuke everything. Uh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And he's just arguing with every single person that comes up and talks to him. But Will Smith says, hey, I'll fly it. Like, I can do it. I'm not worried about it. You know, he's cocky. He's arrogant. And he knows he's good. So he's willing to do it. Jeff Goldblum says he'll be the one to go ahead and upload the virus as well. Uh, and then this was where, do you know the quotes for this one? I don't have the quotes for this one. So the quotes for this one was... uh. Jeff Goldblum asked him, you know, hey, do you do you really think you can you can fly that thing? And Will Smith goes, Do you really believe all the bullshit you just said? You just said. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
that kind of thing. I know we paraphrase that, but still. It's still, still, still you, you get line. the gist. Yeah, still a good line. This is where the Secretary of Defense is still kind of blowing up at the president, and the president like throws him up against a monitor and fires him. So we don't have to worry about that you know, guy anymore. Oh, but I have that quote. <laughs> you want that one? Go ahead. Here. See, I had it pulled up right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, so he's a, it's Mr. Nimziki, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, I just had it. The only mistake I ever made was to appoint a sniveling little weasel like you, Secretary of Defense. However, that is a mistake I am happy to say that I don't have to live with. Mr. Nimziki, you're fired. And he says he can't do that. And then you say the next line? No, that's all I got. Oh, you have the Jeff Goldblum's ex saying, uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just did. He just did. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there you go. And then now is one of my all time, my other favorite parts. And I still remember rolling my eyes at this when I was that young watching this movie. <laughs> when they start communicating. So I think it's it's Israel and Palestine, by the way, which I think they edited in one of those countries when they release this movie because they're all kind of working together. That doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Yeah, so they edited that because, of course, how could you, you know... How, how dare you, you how, assume yeah, yeah. that I could tolerate these people? Exactly. So they do that. They've got, I guess, is it British soldiers as well? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and they're... British Armed Forces. Yeah, so they're all kind of working together and they're getting now Morse code from America saying that they have a plan. And this is where I still get... <laughs> It's still get douche chills. Is they're talking about their plan, and they're like the Americans have a plan about bloody, about time. bloody time. Like like every single fucking country's been waiting for America to figure it out. To get their shit together. There is a huge alien spaceship over every major city in the whole entire world, but everyone's waiting for America. America, fuck yeah! Uh, like, this movie was released. July 4th weekend, made in America, called Independence Day. You really didn't think there's going to be a pro-America feel on the movie? No, I just... Really? It's so blatantly, like, <laughs> thrown in your <laughs> well, face. Yeah. Like, I could understand if, like, at the end of the movie, when America does, you know, pull it off, that they were like, yay, you know, like, that kind of thing. But to be like, oh, we've been waiting all this time for America to get, like, that's get so their shit together. Yeah, it's true. I hope there's another scene of that like later that? on yeah Absolutely. like in the sequel uh but yeah basically they they start going around to all the all the different resistance places or whatever with the morse code giving them uh details of what to do and everyone's all excited they're like oh they're gonna bring down the shields and you know then when do we attack so just showing that there's resistance that you know morse code is a valuable tool do you yeah. know how to do morse code i don't know how to do morse code I'm pretty sure I don't have any really besides like you, you really you have no military skills at all. I know it's surprising, right? Yeah. No, I'm I think unfortunately I'm going to be almost complete like that's why I'm hoping for if there's any type of apocalypse, I want a zombie apocalypse because I'd be really good at that, but I don't know if I'd be good at anything else other than fighting aliens and zombies. Like I don't have any marketable skills. This, that kind of shocks me with your particular family history. Yeah, but I have a fucking podcast. Like, I have podcasts. I don't think they'll be looking for that in the future. <laughs> like, I can tell stories, I guess. But no, I'm a fighter. Like, I can... F zombies, aliens, like, put me... But I can't fly a plane, so I wouldn't even be helpful in this situation. I don't know, Kelly. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about the future. What do I'm you think... Ex I'm excited about my credentials now. 
what do you think you're going to be able to do if they're if they're okay so let's go let's go alien independence day resurgence we know they touch down on the ground so what is going to be your expertise well, I mean, I can give you. I mean, I can fly a plane. I am licensed to do that. I do. I do have some military training, and I I know Morse code, and I speak five languages. That's impressive. I don't know if any of that really means anything, though, Kelly. Right? I mean, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there's, I, some, there's some hand-to-hand combat and some weapons training. I mean, not to your degree, but I think I can hold my own in a gunfight. Yeah, I can definitely do all that. Like that's not that's not the problem. It's more that I just I can't fly a plane, so I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to build a chemical reactor just to do it. Like there's a lot more that goes into that kind of thing. Like that's what. Yeah, but you no know chemical weapons training. No. Oh, you're no fun. No. Plus, would I even be able to talk about it on a fucking podcast? Yeah. I would highly doubt it. <laughs> no, I don't think that's interesting. How it works. I don't think that's how it works, Kelly. Uh, so I'm just saying, I, I think, I think for sure if aliens did attack and then I survived the first attack and we had another 20 years. Yeah. Oh, but not the fifth wave though. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think if aliens attacked and we had 20 years before the next attack, I would definitely be joining like the military and be like anti-alien forces and all that kind of stuff. Like for sure. Yeah. Learn all that stuff. But now. Like right now, I'm not. I'm of no use but helping to fight. Just okay. saying. I'm being honest. I'm. I'm always. Oh, you know. Cool. Besides playing a character, sometimes on this show, I'm also very honest when it comes to this stuff. I just zombies. I'm all ready for. Yes. No doubt about it. I will be the leader of the new world. Uh, it'll be completely fine. <laughs> well, I'll I'll share leadership. I mean, I don't want politicalness uh, to come in. I don't, yeah. I don't. Don't call me a dictator, really. No. What I want to say is, but I'm gonna save like millions of people. Like okay. that's a, yeah, and maybe not even that. Maybe I'll just do like a whole Wild West thing where I only have like a posse of people that follow, and we go have fun in so all the different things. It. I think so. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, we haven't really talked extensively about my zombie plan, but I think I think it would definitely it would not be being holed up in like one specific location. Like I wouldn't be whining all the time like in Walking Dead. You gotta you gotta have some fun. And I'm not trying to get back to civilization. I'm not trying to get back to the way life used to be. I don't want to have jobs. Like I don't want like I don't know why anyone ever wants to rebuild society. Like <laughs> I don't I, mean, I can see you totally being fine with like the whole bartering trading thing. I could see you doing a fantastic job with that. Yeah. Like I wouldn't steal from anyone. Like I wouldn't do any of that kind of stuff. We'd be like the good guys that go around and like save people. And like Robin they, Hood. Yeah, and they like pay us with food and stuff, and we're like, oh, thanks a lot. We just killed these hundred zombies like it was our pleasure. Like we <laughs> we enjoy it. We'd make a game out of it, that kind of thing. All right, we're getting way yeah. off track again, Kelly. Kelly, can you keep this podcast on track? <laughs> no, because this is fun. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's true. I like going off on tangents because if we just no, do a, whole point. Yeah, if we just do a movie review like the whole and, time, uh, it's and if we're doing a point by point of a movie that came out twenty years ago, yeah. And that, honestly, I don't even want to do that. That is not my plan you with know. this podcast. I know we end up doing some of that, but that is not the goal of this podcast for Ew. sure. That's why we talked about it at the beginning. Like, I think the reason why people love Alien movies so much is because of that. Like, you have one enemy that you are constantly going after. Like, yeah, but I mean, you can cue Alien movies into most war movies, too, because you have a common like hatred of a particular entity but what hold on though but if you do that and i think 
but I don't think that's how war movies are anymore because of how many okay. people so are opposed to war. So when war movies were still good, or back tr- in the I day. mean, look, I mean, still, I don't know if a millennial, if an early millennial sees a Nazi film, are they going to be like, oh no, don't kill that Nazi? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how people react to this stuff anymore. It's Boston. That too. No. Ba- ba- uh, townies are not like that. Townies are super fun. <laughs> then you you introduced me to a bunch of townies. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Oh, you want to get into some fun. I forgot that you're around. Political discussion. You're from around this area. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Some Boston there a little bit, you know. Oh, there's the accent. How dare you make fun of those people? He's such a terrible person, Kelly. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, now, because I have no idea how people feel about any of this stuff, it's now war movies, it's always, you know, we shouldn't be there, why, you know, oh, they're killing children, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. Like, that's what all the war movies are now. So, I don't know if you add an... It's a, well, think of Avatar, Think of Avatar, right? Avatar was technically a war movie where you were supposed to feel bad for the aliens. Avatar was Pocahontas and Dancing with Wolves. And and it was a pretty screensaver. And Ferngully. Do not forget Ferngully. Do Gully. not. How dare you compare those two? Well, I'm not saying that oh. it was. I'm not saying that Ferngully oh. wasn't better. I'm saying that Ferngully was Dances with Wolves. They're the same thing. This is Jaws and Sharknado. They're not the same thing. That's because Sharknado is so much better. Oh, oh no, that's not true. No, that not is true. absolutely not true. Uh, I do love Ferngully. But do you know there are sequels to that movie? Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. That is fucked up. But there are also sequels to The Sandlot, the second and third one, which we will be going over soon. It's summer. So it's almost time to do the summer movies. Sandlot trilogy and Mighty Ducks trilogy. Those are all coming this summer. League hopefully. of their own. Right. What? League of their own. We're doing League of Their Own? I didn't well, know that. If we're throwing in all those movies together, I can throw one in too. We're not. <laughs> we're putting it <laughs> we're doing good movies. Oh, that's what it is. No, okay, I could sure. I could probably do League of Their Own at some point. There's no crying in baseball. Once again, killing it on the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> killing it. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Uh, oh, I sang that to someone today. You're crying in bass? No, 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 you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, these, I saw that. These saw two that people, yeah, these two older people, business people, man and woman, I did the whole like hold the door open, like out of my way, hold the door open kind of thing to let them completely through. And right. they never looked me in the eye and did not say a single thing. And I'm not saying that you have to like that's not no, why that's i hold really ballsy well, like I, yeah. I would never do that it's not it's not the reason why i hold open doors i don't no. do it for people to thank me i do it because i think it's the right thing to do that's why i do it but when someone just completely like i'm not going to slam the door on someone i'm not no, going to no, no. do you know. it's you you're treating me as if i this was an automatic door you're treating this as if you push the handicap button because you're asked and want to open the door like right. human being still human being Doing something I don't have to do for you. Right. It's that kind of thing. It's just you you just want the person to at least acknowledge that something happened and that doors don't magically open for them all the time. And this is why we should purge. Yes. Well, we will be talking about that for sure. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think these were on the richer side, so I don't think they get purged. I can hunt you down. Well, that's – believe me, we're going to get into this whole – I'm so excited. 
so excited. Sorry. I just love Jesse Spano doing anytime I hear someone say that, I just revert to say by the bell. I I can't help it. Uh but yes, we will talk about that because yes, I do love the idea of the purge. I just hate that the whole thing ends up being that poor people get purged. See, no, I don't want to get into don't. this discussion because, because we're going to it, it, yeah, they're yeah. So anyway, so these are r- richer people, uh, you might say. And so when they when they both came out and did not acknowledge or say anything to me, I kind of like sang, you're welcome. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. It was just, I I figured I just, I felt like doing it. Uh, and they kind of looked at me and then looked away. So maybe they'll just remember that that happened. I'm not saying that's going to change anything, but you know, I wasn't going to like call them assholes or anything. Like there's no, what's the point? I'd rather just make it fun. Yeah, but, but, yeah that's the same as like... Exactly. And you're welcome. Like, that's, that's all, yeah. Say so going, and you're welcome. Oh, I wanted to witness that live. I don't give a shit. No one can fuck with me. Like, no, I, I just, know. Like, I, don't, I could care less. It's like uh, in Boston, you walk around with crutches and people will like kick them out from under you. Like that shit happens all the time. They still, and I don't know if it happens for the people out there, but going into public transit, you know that when someone, when they open the doors, the people on the inside are supposed to leave first and then the people on the outside go in. (laughs) That's like a thing that you're supposed to do. Yeah, but Americans don't know how to do escalators either. So don't get me started with that. Well, that's true too. But yeah, that's, I mean, and that's a side thing as well. But yeah, it's one of those things for me. Now, I just, I mean, as long as it's not, and maybe it's sexist to me, but as long as it's not a woman, like an older woman or something, or a young kid or something like that, I just walk now. So if someone is coming in, they're not because I'm leaving. So they're going to get knocked down. The older woman thing is bullshit because she should definitely know better. The little kid, they don't know any better. But then again, it's usually a punk little kid, so I don't care if I knock them down either. (laughs) But you'll feel, I mean... In my situation, being a man, it doesn't look good to hit no, older women. You should know better. Wait, as a man to not hit no, an the old, old lady. <laughs> old lady should know better. We need to make memes for this show. We do of what we talk about. But anyways, once again, another tangent. So back to ID four. Yes, uh, that, nice. That, that's a hip way of saying yeah. Independence Day. They go ahead and they finally have uh, Vivica Fox. And Will Smith get married, you know, and they have Jeff Goldblum and his ex there. and To witness. Uh, so they just wanted to do that before Will Smith goes up in space. So they're getting prepared. Lock it down. Yep. Yeah, because why not? You know? yeah, sure, sure. yeah, she didn't want him meeting some like crazy sexy alien up there in the mothership. Well, it's more along the lines of like, I'm going to lock this down because if you die up there, then technically I get all your military benefits. But you can also think that if they didn't make it back, there probably wouldn't be any military benefits to get. True. Because the world would be gone. And they would be dead by aliens. So then, yeah, it's kind of like, eh, pee into the wind. See what happens. So they do this. Uh, they they go up. and Well, before they go up, Will Smith doesn't have his cigars. So he gets two from who ha- he just had. It's his last two, uh, Goldblum's dad. And Goldblum's dad has a nice, did you get a little choked up when he said he was proud of Jeff Goldblum? Nope. Oh, okay. I can tell you what scenes I've cried in in this movie. Wait, have we not gotten to them already? Or did they already happen? Because you should have been saying them already. No, we haven't gotten to one of them. Oh, interesting. Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith get ready to leave. And, uh, oh, <laughs> then we get to the president's speech. 
Is that when you cried? Yep. Oh, that's so patriotic. I know. I remember I, being a kid thinking this was a great speech. Absolutely. But, but it wasn't goosebumps that I had. I realized they were deuce chills. Uh, yeah. Later, blah, blah, blah. later on in life. Later right. on in life. When you grew into them. <laughs> grew into the deuce chills? Yes. 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 Uh, so as everyone knows, one of the most famous bad scenes in movie history, they are preparing. So basically their whole thing is Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are going to take that alien ship, fly it up to the mothership, insert the virus, and when all the shields go down, hopefully, because they don't know if this is actually going to work, hopefully – all of the ships, the main ships that are down on Earth, all their uh, the green force fields will be gone. So right. they're preparing to launch a counterattack once that happens. So they've got all these young kids and whoever can fly, and that's when they get uh, Randy Quaid as well. I pilot. Yep. I fly. To go ahead. Yeah, he's like, I pilot. Yes, I pilot. I fly. <laughs> he needs to sober up quick. Uh, so he gets his a hell of a day uh, to quit drinking. Yes, that was the line. So, do you want to do the speech again? Probably no. not, right? No. no, no. But we everyone heard it at the beginning of the show. Uh, but right. it is awesomely bad. Good, however yeah, you want to. Yeah. yeah, however you want to do it. You it's, know. One, it's one of the better presidential Hollywood presidential speeches. Yeah. This is our Independence Day. Just basically bringing everyone together. Instead of it being America's Day, it's every single surviving person's day and we're all gonna fight you know where we're gonna win blah 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 we're gonna survive you know all that stuff and then it also turns out that bill pullman was a combat pilot in real or in golf real life well, but, the, yeah the golf war yep yeah, so, so desert storm and golf war he also wants to pilot one now which is great because they need pilots so he gets to do that jeff goldblum gives his dad the torah and the yarmulke uh and i guess why did he have them? Did they ever go into that? Okay. So during his whole virus speech, he goes into how, you know, sometimes you just need to find this inner peace within yourself because just like, I know I haven't told you this, but I haven't talked to God since your mother died. So it was one of those, it was both of a, an awakening on both of them. He realizes the virus and what needs to be done and not to give up. And then that, with that connection, he, this is him telling his dad, it's okay. You can talk to God now. Like it's, yeah. it's okay if you feel the need to do that. I completely forgot about that part. <laughs> completely, <laughs> I think I zoned out. Yeah. I think I zoned out. That was that a part that you cried at? No, just okay. a speech. Just a speech. Okay. So they're getting everything prepared. Randy Quaid is going up. This is where uh, Will Smith also gives Jeff Goldblum the cigar. And tells him it's very important, you know, fat lady and all. Uh, and then they have the uh, the oops part of the movie where Will Smith had the forward and reverse in reverse order, upside right. down. Uh, so he goes, oops. And Jeff Goldblum is freaked the fuck out because he was not good at flying to begin with. And yeah, now he's, he's going in. sick and everything else. Yeah. Right. Now he's going into space. So the interesting thing about that is the way that he actually had the controls writ, uh, written down is how you would normally fly a jet plane, how you'd fly a Cessna and stuff like that, because that's the way that you would take off and land. Now, when he flips them, it now becomes an experimental aircraft, and that's how all the experimental aircrafts actually how you fly those. Oh, okay. Learn something just new all the time. Tidbit over there. A star and a rainbow just went by. I said, the more you know. If, if only we had the video element if only we had the video element. <laughs> we're getting there yep i still i was researching i just i want to find the best i want the the best thing True. but i haven't found anything that 
I don't know which one the best is. There's not just like a, hey, this is the best one to do. Go ahead and do it. Like, well, no, because they're all going to say they're the best. You need to talk to other people. And I've put feelers out there to see what people recommend. Okay. From good. a professional, easy to use standpoint. Okay. Yep. Well, that is good to know. So Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum make it to space. And this is something that Will Smith has always wanted. Obviously, he wanted to be in NASA. NASA, you yeah. Know, he had pictures in his locker of like the moon while he's doing that it actually goes on the autopilot switches on the autopilot as soon as they get close to the mothership so he has the tractor beam grabs them kind yep, of deal basically and jeff goldblum was expecting it uh but did not tell will smith for some reason and then uses will smith's line oops on him <laughs> we got a lack of communication here we, we got to communicate more while this is happening the uh the armed forces all the all the planes are getting ready to strike uh, so it's kind of a cool scene where they're flying uh, with whatever's remaining, by the way. And I don't even know how much, how many uh, airplanes that is. Probably like, I don't know, jets anyways, not airplanes probably. Uh, but what, like? F-14s. 20, 20 to 40 maybe, somewhere around there. Ish. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and at this time, Adam Baldwin's also told, hey, maybe you should get all the people off the tarmac strip because just saying because they, there's yeah. one coming directly for us yeah the aliens are coming for us so he also now once again has to not Save only did he yeah not only did he find all the pilots as well which we didn't really go over but he also has to save all the people again too they take uh they get through the alien spacecraft uh and it's huge and you see basically they have almost like a society inside this uh the colonies this yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a yeah colonies is a good word for it so you see like thousands of soldier aliens plus there are a bunch of ships and everything too uh and then they basically get pulled into i guess the hub maybe <laughs> uh, it's got to be just a docking station because i mean and then as soon as you're linked into it then the, of course you can upload because now i'm in your mainframe yep. kind of deal and they pull the the quote-unquote blinds they put the shield to block the the windshield of the pretty much yeah, yeah. Of the ship. I don't know how Jeff Goldblum knew how to do that, uh, but he did. Uh, and also, his computer connects to the alien spaceship really quickly. Yeah, and I can't even get my sound mixer to work. Like, yeah, really. Yeah, we don't have we don't have our sound effects. And mind you, this is ninety six technology, yeah. and he's connecting to apparently extremely advanced technology. Extremely. He's going to miss drivers. I'm just saying he's going to get a driver. Yeah, why did he have a driver? Error? And he's going to have to download shit. Like, this is not, it's not happening. It took him two seconds to negotiate with the host, and then he was in. <laughs> I want to say it's because he spent eight years in MIT, probably has something. But still, let's... Let's hope. I mean... Still. Yeah, let's hope. If he, if he was able to smart enough... Uh, sorry. If he was smart enough to create the virus in the first place, I guess he knew what he was doing. Right. Kind of so he uploads the virus, like, right away takes like no time there's no like gets to 98 percent and something goes wrong and they have to worry about blue screen of death no no nothing at all it starts to automatically like affect the mothership like right away it's got the staticky channels yeah and somehow they somehow they have communication between them and the base because they know that the file was uploaded Okay, so there's a scene before they even get on the thing, and it's the largest radio transmitter that they could yeah, put on I, the ship. And it looked very phallic. Thank you. <laughs> Giant golf tee. Yeah, that was. I do remember that part, but I was like, okay, like yeah, sure, fine. 
That's that. There, that, that they, that's that loophole right there. Yep. Okay. It's probably more like fifty planes that they have left jets, anyways. So the president goes ahead and shoots the first missile, uh, and everyone's waiting in in anticipation, but it still hits the green shield. So like, oh no! Call everyone back. Call everyone yeah. back. It didn't work. The fu- the virus didn't work. But then the president's like, I want one more shot. So and, eagle one, fox yeah, two, fox two, and anticipation, anticipation. Kablooey! See, that was a new one, right? Uh, <laughs> bam! Blown up. But this is a huge-ass spaceship, so there's no way it's going down after one no. missile. So now they start firing a bunch of missiles on them. Uh, direct hits, everything's looking really good. But then uh, here come the other fighters. You know, yes. Here come the little fighters. But what they realize, too, is their green shields are gone as well. So now they can actually fire on those guys, too. Uh, right. So they're killing them for the first time basically uh and everyone's feeling good about themselves but as time goes on they start getting you know killed right yeah i mean you're just looking at the the masses against each other here it's yeah it's the valley of 600 you're not gonna you're not gonna get through this very well no and then you go back it's time for jeff goldblum and will smith to leave they've got the nuke ready to go and once again this isn't a nuke that will explode on impact this is a nuke that will land will be placed wherever they shoot it and then they have 30 seconds to get out. Right. But unfortunately, as they try and leave, they're locked in right now. So they And they can't get out. So yeah. they're a little bit worried. While this is also happening, uh, the remainder of the survivors are kind of getting blown up on the base because the aliens are also attacking there as well. As well. Because that's what the main ship is moving towards is to do its big gun thing on... This Area Area 51. Yeah, because they know that's where everything's coming from. Right. So now Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are still working, but they kind of, the main alien hub uh, dock area, the alien who's controlling everything, realizes something is wrong and opens the, you know, opens the windshield. (laughs) Right. Uh, So they duck and they're trying to, uh, they're trying to figure out what to do. They flip back to the actual uh, Area 51 and... Jeff Goldblum's dad is leading a prayer circle, and he allows the uh, sleazy Secretary of Defense in, and he goes, "But I'm not Jewish," and and he goes, "Ah, no one's perfect." And they go, <laughs> "It's a good little one-off line right there." Yeah, nice. Uh, so they go back to fighting as well, and obviously they're doing a lot of damage, but it's not enough. You yeah, know, it's it, just too it's massive. Right. It's too massive, and they're running out of missiles. They're trying to get to the main, now that the cannon has opened up, the main uh, weapon has opened over Area 51. And like I said a long time ago, because we're coming up on like two something hours here, I said a long time ago that it took a while for that, it's been a while, for that thing to open. You didn't like that one? Continue. Come on, Kelly, you got to work. You got to be my foil here. There's (laughs) some laughter, some, oh, geez, like like something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the president has one last missile. He tries to shoot into to the opening. Unfortunately, he hits the sides. And now they're worried because it doesn't seem like anyone has any more missiles until <gasps> Randy Quaid Randy shows Quaid. up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Randy Quaid shows up. He's got one more missile. He was killing people before. He was enjoying his payback that he was, that he was getting. Uh, so now... Everyone has to protect him because he's got the last one. But unfortunately, as he's ready to get his revenge, 
the missile jams, and it's of no fault of his own. No, it's yeah, not yeah. like he's incompetent and was drinking and anything like that. It's just that's what happens from time Release to time. mechanism, yeah. And he sees the picture of his three kids that he's put on his uh, playing console and realizes what he has to do. And uh, he gets the people to go ahead and cover him. And he goes just straight up right into the eye uh, of the uh, of the main weapon and says, you know, I'm back. And then, well, in the words of my generation, oh, yeah, up you yours. Up yours. Yeah. And then Hello, goes, boys. I'm back. Hello, yeah. boys. I'm back. Yep. Uh, and completely, completely explodes the entire... Yeah, it, it, it backfires is what it pretty much yeah, does. Yeah, because he hits it basically as... It's about to fire. Uh, so, yeah. So, then that's that's when the CGI is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It shows the complete, like, obliteration of that one. And, you know, the president's like, that son of a bitch. He did <laughs> it. You know, and everyone's You're cheering. Right. And everyone's freaking out. And uh, Adam Baldwin, you know, puts his hand on the, on the kid's shoulder uh, that's watching somehow. I'm still not sure how he made it there. But, right. you know, the older, the older Miguel... He is, he's standing there and he's like, you should be proud of your father. And Miguel finally is proud of his father and says, I am. You know, So that's a nice little moment. We have Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum because now everything's happy down on Earth. But what's going on with these two? We don't know. So we got to check back in on them. So they, they are they are realizing that, what, you didn't like my commentary? No, that was beautiful. Thank you very much. I'm good at segues. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yep. So they go ahead and they're they're pretty much realizing like this is it. You know, he yeah. they take their cigars, they have their uh they have their final like, you know, it's pleasure being with you, like let's do this. Uh so they go ahead and they launch the missile or are about to launch the missile and then they start waving. They yeah. start, they start take a look at the earthlings, goodbye. Because yeah. yeah. now every all the aliens can see them. So right. they start waving and they're like, Ah, if we're gonna die anyways, like why not? Uh, they go ahead and they they launch the nuke. Uh, they launch the nuke, and when they launch it, it takes out the control panel basically that's keeping them locked in. Right. So, so they're what, able to break free. Yeah. When they realize this, Jeff Goldsman was like, "Wait, we have to, you know timers on the control panel right now too." They're like, "Oh, can you get us out of here in thirty seconds?" And and Will Smith's like, "I ain't here, no fat lady." And Jeff Goldsman was like, "Enough of the fat lady. You're obsessed <laughs> with the fat lady." Let's go. <laughs> So then it's it's the there's a little firefight because and a chase because a couple of alien ships are are chasing them as they're trying to leave. Uh, they do squeeze out the last second as the door is closing. Those other alien ships you know blow up because they can't stop, and then they make it through and with like eight seconds or so to spare, bam! Oh. Nuclear blast blasting all those fuckers to hell. I don't know. Right. I don't know if it's hell or not. Fuck them. They're all dead. Fuck those aliens. <laughs> so this pretty much knocks out like not only the mothership, but probably like the communication and some of the other between things, all of the them. Other, yeah, 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 the other ships. In theory, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are now like catapulted uh, out, and then they show scenes from around the world, basically of all these huge ships coming down and everyone celebrating all around the world. Uh, the president makes it back, and uh, everyone you know gives him praise, and they're. Then they realize, wait, we see a thing on a radar. And they go out to the desert. And there is Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith walking all cocky. Oh, oh, pimp walk. Ba- badass. Oh, yeah. Like, their their plane is completely smashed. But they did make it out. They made it out alive, unscathed. 
and they are just like cocky as hell. Well, just, I'm walking away from a plane crash, like walking away from. A and plane crash. I don't think they looked back, and you know that's no, the cool part. You, yeah, exactly. That, that is the cool part. So they walk away. The president. It's I don't know. It's a homecoming. They're all they're all happy yeah. to see each other. Everyone you know is excited because they found a way to bring him down. And I actually did forget to mention this. This is a little thing. Previously, when you first meet Will Smith and he's going off to El Toro, he hands a bag of fireworks to Bottle the little rockets. kid. Yeah. yeah. The little kid says, hey, be careful with these. Go have fun. Yeah. And I was much. thinking about, oh, yeah, this is 20 years ago when that would have been okay. Right. Now, those kids' parents would have been, like, in jail. Like, you wouldn't have parents anymore. They would have been well, called. That, and it's California, and that state's always on fire, so that doesn't really make a. Well, you can't have fireworks. There, yeah, so you would definitely you know. can't have them. Yeah, there's there's no way. But so the end line is, you know, he's holding his kid, you know, the the stepson, and going like, "Didn't I promise you fireworks? Fireworks, yeah." And then that's, that's it. Yay, we did it. Okay, so I want to try something just because I have this really weird feeling that this is going to work and it's going to make me laugh if this works. Yeah, I'm okay never hearing R.E.M. <laughs> it's the end of the world! Well, we we forgot to mention... it opens. Yes, it opens with that. We forgot to mention that, yes. Uh, and that was a huge song with this movie, in conjunction of this movie, uh, which sucks. But, yeah, I was never uh, I was never a fan. Yeah, I, I lumped them in with, like, uh, Beard Naked Ladies. Yeah, so shitty fucking music. <laughs> but, see, now... People always do Journey, and they always do all these these songs for karaoke. Now, if you can actually sing "End of the World" in karaoke, major props, because no one knows all the words to that song. True. It doesn't stumble over themselves. But why would you want to know them? It doesn't. It's one of those where it's just like that's an accomplishment that you're able to do that. Are you saying it's kind of like writing on rice? Why do people need to know how to do that? Are you saying for single guys or single ladies out there that if they were to know that song that they would get laid after doing Dancing karaoke? Dropper. Absolutely. <laughs> Interesting. All right, guys. You heard Kelly out there. Everyone, everyone go ahead and learn that song and do it to perfection for karaoke exactly. and you will get laid. It's impressive. I got you. Very impressive. So now that we finished this movie, uh, and I think we started out slow but got more into this as we got into more because i think that's how the movie goes I was gonna say, it's the tempo yeah we, we followed the tempo i think for like an hour or an hour plus of that movie it's very boring and then it gets into the real thing now watching it for the first time you might not think that was boring because you True. didn't know where they were going with well, it. yeah you don't know what's gonna happen yeah. but i would seriously start that movie when the black knights go to start fighting like that's okay. my that's my start of the movie, anyways. Okay. So let's ask the basic question, like we normally do. Would you recommend this for yes. people? Yes. Yes. This is a Fourth of July movie. It's right up there with watching The Patriot. It's right up there with watching Full Metal Jacket. It's right up watching all those good war movies. Wait, did you say you watched The Patriot? Like that's a good movie? Well, no. It's a, you. I lumped that in with Independence Day. Really? Yeah. Ew. As a Fourth of July movie? Well, I didn't know there were Fourth of July movies. There's Halloween movies, and there's Christmas movies, and there's Valentine's. I know, movies. I know, but I just couldn't... and really, really upsetting Easter movies. So what? What? Well, did you hear the sequels coming out? I know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I told you, 2016, 2017, yeah. 2018, all sequels, all sequels <laughs> and reboots. Uh, <laughs> so it's gonna be Jesus. He's back. Well, they if if you remember, this is from a long time ago. Uh, Family Guy predicted this. I know. And Family Guy <laughs> made that trailer. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh fuck. Anyways, uh, so I don't have any movies that I would watch on the Fourth of July just because I'm supposed to watch them. Well, like, it's not a supposed to watch. It's one of those I'm cooking barbecue. I'm doing shit in the kitchen or whatever. Like it's it's just background. Fodder. Oh, and I'm sure like, like now FX probably has it. Crap, and I'm not watching that. Yeah, no, well, yeah, right. FX, yeah. I'm important. sure FX probably has it on for 24 hours or something like that or some. <laughs> it's I like mean, TBS Christmas story. Yeah. Like, and that's <laughs> hey, believe me, TBS Christmas story. I have on for 24 hours. When that goes on, it's click, and I even own copies of it. Oh, but yeah, I still. Too. It's just yeah. it's in the background the whole it's time. Part of the tradition. Yeah, that's the way it is. So yeah, I can understand why people would have Independence Day locked in that way for sure. But yeah, I would say I can't believe that there's no one on this planet who hasn't seen the movie. You get what I did there because the aliens Aww. stuff. Yeah, but I would recommend this. I don't think it holds up though. So if you're dating someone and they've never seen it and they're around the same age and you're like oh i can't wait to show this to them they're gonna love it that's not going to happen they are not going to love it they, it's <laughs> this is yeah, but we've kind of come across that like if you haven't if you didn't see never ending story at the right time if you didn't see labyrinth at the right time i don't see dark crystal if you didn't see i don't believe that uh, i think no, never any story oh, no. holds up princess bride not at all. i think princess bride holds up Nope, not at all. Oh, see, that's the thing. And it's not just because I like those movies. We just did. We did, if anyone wants to look back, it wasn't Kelly. Kelly was on vacation, I think. It was myself and Tristan. We did Never Ending Story uh, as our second or third podcast or something like that. Official, because I used to write these and I used to do a radio show before. But for the podcast, Never Ending Story was one of the ones we did. I seriously feel like that holds up. Why not? You're shaking no, it's, your head. It's, no, it's one of those th- like, and it's one of those things where it's if you don't see it at the right time, it's not gonna like the Star Wars, the original Star Wars movies are that for me. I'm always gonna love those movies. I always think they're gonna be great. But if you don't see them at the right time, which is you're a perfect example of this, I am. They're not gonna hit you the right way. Yeah, for bad movies, but I'm talking about good movies. <laughs> We're not going to get into the discussion about Never Ending Story and <laughs> Princess Bride, whether or not those are good movies. Why not? Because we've been talking for well, three that's, hours yeah, already. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. That I will give you that, but we will be coming back to this discussion at some point. <laughs> I you wish. Yeah, hey, yeah. Woo. <laughs> uh, okay. So any movie news, anything we want to discuss before finishing up? Because we are definitely... We are definitely doing Independence Day resurgence. So we'll be doing a lot of comparison. I think that'll be a really fun podcast because I think this, I think I'm, I get a little bored talking Independence Day. I I think that being able to compare the two movies and what they did in the new one will be fun. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to, so our plan is we're going to do Independence Day resurgence where I believe our next episode is going to be the first two Purge movies, correct? So Purge and Purge Anarchy. Yes. And then we are also, so then it would be Independence Day and, uh, Resurgence because it comes out the 24th. And then on July 1st, the Purge election, election year, year comes out. It's perfect timing. I know. Perfect timing. So we'll do that as well. And then... Something weird happened that I did not know. So you probably heard me a while ago talk about Cell on the podcast. So that is the Stephen King book uh, that I liked. He They said they were making a movie for a while. It's starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. So two pretty big stars, I'd say, right? It turns out... So wait, 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 wait. So they got them back together after 1408? 
Yeah, yeah, because they did so well. There so now, once again, I said, I think they changed around the Samuel Jackson, the character he's playing. It seems like they've changed that character around a lot. Mm. But other than that, I don't know how the movie is yet, so I'm not going to completely judge it until I see. But something weird happened where they actually released the video on demand on Friday. So I have it. I haven't watched it yet because I rented it from Amazon. So you get 30 days and then, you know, that kind of thing. So we don't have time yet to do it. So that'll be after the purge election year that we do that one. But apparently it's only getting a it's only a limited run in theaters starting like july 8th or something like that so even by the time we do it it will just be hitting theaters but only a limited run which is surprising because those are two big stars so i don't know if this movie already is going to suck because it didn't get a wide release no i think it's one of those things where like it's it's one of those movies that they probably would have put out not in the summer and they'd want to put the oh, marketing they would need sure. to put behind it yeah but it has no marketing whatever, right now yeah and for whatever reason they were forced to put it out in the summer and that's probably why they're doing this that's too bad well and it's something I mean, they probably need to get off their books it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie right. but they're not going to market it yeah because this is more of a september october movie yeah for sure but yeah it's just just to let people know out there you can rent it video on demand so when we do it you'll be ready to hear it or if you're just not even going to care i know that i'm going to go into depth about the book and the movie so you'll get double kind of like a fifth wave Wave. yeah uh so i'm hoping that they're very similar and that i don't have to do a whole lot of comparison but i already know for a fact that the whole first scene is completely different uh Mm. so i'll be talking about that and i know i've briefly talked about in the past i think that's that's our schedule so if you want to stay on track with us, make sure to watch. And ugh, I really hate promoting it. So, But if you want to go see uh, Independence Day Resurgence, not like they're going to, I mean, need your money. They're, they're certainly going to get their own money. If you want to stay up to date with us, we are going to be doing that. We're going to be doing the first two Purge movies. We're doing those together because yep. the first one I don't think is very good. The first one feels like Panic Room. Yeah, it's a um, it's a home invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah movie. it's a yeah. home invasion horror movie. Yeah. yeah, which I the concept is fine, but it's still just the same movie. Where right. in Purge Anarchy, they did what I had hoped they were going to do when I first heard about the whole concept right. and everything. You want to see the, yeah. out on the streets. Yeah, and it's Let the it people is locked down. It's exactly what I wanted. Was like the Warriors meets Purge, like whatever you oh, want to call yeah. it. Like they did it right. They did it good. It's one of those few times where you can say the sequel completely overshadows the first movie, at least for me. And then on the third one, it looks like they're right on the right track uh, storyline-wise and actually having – like these are one of those ones where it's a horror-slash-thriller movie that has a storyline to it. So there's character development and there's more than just – sure, there are going to be people getting slashed up because it's a fucking purge. Right, but but it's not just – hostile it's not saw no 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 there are reasons why people are killing people there are reasons why people are trying to save people like all that kind of stuff it's political as well based on this movie but it has to be like there's a reason why this movie will work as a political movie no it will but i think also the other two movies were overly political for what you were trying to drive okay so it's one of those Okay, no, I got it the first time you said it. You didn't have to say it. Like, every single scene has to be a rep. Like, really? No, I get it. No, that's true. 
That that's very true. Yes, because what I was hoping it was wasn't going to be, which it kind of is, is the whole poor versus rich, one percent versus ninety nine percent. That's what it ends up being slightly, but I still think the concept. The overall concept no, no. and the story right. is very, very good. Yeah, and, and then, I wasn't expecting it. Do you know the story behind how he came up with the idea? No, but should we save it for the podcast? Okay, okay. Okay, just in case. Because as I, soon as I heard I'm this, interested. then I'm like, this is awesome. Okay. I am very interested in it. I just, maybe we should save it. Because I think, unless you have any more news, I think we can wrap this one up. I think we're good. All right, you want to do your plugs? Sure. You can always follow me on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy and on Instagram as well at Nerdy Girl Ivy. I always like to say that. Somehow, hopefully, you're listening. Uh, so this is the Ian Hates brand of shows, which will soon include Ian Loves Relationships, as we talked about earlier. Uh, but for right now, you can go to www.ianhates.com and you can stream and download every single episode of Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music. So I do a separate podcast with Craig uh, where we do band interviews, news, scene stuff, segments, like all that kind of stuff, uh, play new music. We do all that uh, on Ian Hates Music. I am not doing this plug very well because I'm tired. <laughs> it's getting late. Mm -hmm. So we do, we do band interviews. We do uh, new music. We do segments, we do news, we do all that kind of stuff. So you can go ahead and stream all of those on the website. You can also look up Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of your favorite podcasting apps. It would really help us out if you took the time and reviewed or rated uh, our show. If you and like subscribe, it, please. Yeah, subscribe. That's how we know people are listening. Uh, share us with your friends. Uh, you know, all that, all that good stuff. It would really help us out. Uh, and obviously, hopefully there are people, I know there are plenty of people listening, but we need to like really. We're still like, pushing. Yeah, still exactly. Pushing. We have merchandise coming. Yep. Uh, we have video component soon. Uh, as you heard, Kelly is very excited about her sound effects. Once, Whenever it happens. Yep. Once we can get the connections working correctly. Yay. And yeah. We'll just we'll continue doing fun stuff because that's what we like to do. So if you want to interact with us, you can follow us and uh, talk to us on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. You can also do the same on Instagram at yep. Ian Hates Podcast. And then on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And you can email us on Gmail, Ian Hates at Gmail.com. So I think I covered everything there, right? I think you're good. Yeah. There we go. So, Kelly, any final words? Nope. That was good. <laughs> I was like, do I have? I don't. I no. have nothing. Well, then I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>